Hi, everybody. I am Mark. <laughs> and I am Alex. Got a mid-drink. And this is The, the Shot, Shot Pod. All right. So last week, we were saying next week... We're going to get into... Which would be this week. We're going to get into some paranormal stuff. Which is, I mean, I guess it's the appropriate month for it. It's also on what would be the post-Thanksgiving now, I guess. This is the end of the Thanksgiving weekend that we're chilling with. So by the time we get this all done up and out, it'll be really close to spooky time. Yes. I can't wait to take people to haunted houses... I'm going. I haven't done it yet. I guess I could have. I'm just like lazy. I kind of. I think I was waiting for us to do this, and then I was like, oh, then I'll be in spooky mode, and I'll start doing it, <laughs> going out to the haunted houses and everything, and doing all that stuff. I'm not. Going Are you to, talking about like the official like? Yeah, you know, theme stuff. Yeah, like, you go to like. There's. I got a couple of them that are. We'll talk about that are uh, some some hidden gems in in this area. Have you done the Canada's Wonderland one? Yes. Uh, what's that called? Times. What's it called? A Fear Fest uh, or something? Halloween Hunt. Halloween Hunt. Sorry. Um, are they doing it this year? Is the COVID let it happen or no? Oh, you can bet your ass they're doing it. I, I they are? Because last year they didn't. Last year it didn't happen. I haven't happen, seen I anything about it, but they've been really pushing yeah, yeah. admission. I have a couple friends there. that used to dress like they were. They worked there. So they would you know, go out to Vaughn and they'd have to do like this crazy movie style makeup yeah. and to get ready. And then they'd, like, they're usually actors, aspiring actors and actresses that want to you know, get something in their... In their, on their resume, and then they just get to scare the shit out of, like, kids and people. But I, I don't know. I don't think I could do it, like, the dress, because I'd be afraid that a guy would knock me in the face, like, boo, and get a guy, and he would just, boom, knock me in the face, and I, I'd be so mad. I'd be like, I'm trying, just trying to have fun, scare people. Why would you push me? I'd be pissed off, and then I'd wreck him. So they're definitely doing it from yes? September 24th to October 31st. Awesome. Good for them. Go, go take so, your kids to Wonderland. Get that economy going, boys. So in regards to what you were saying, uh, I, I have some bad news for you. So I've gone Mama, there. I got bad news. Bad news. <laughs> what is it, Mark? So I've been there a couple times, and both times I've gone there, they don't really, I mean, they're paid to, but they don't really try to scare men. I mean, I think it's that's why. Maybe I don't know. I mean, they they try to go after. I guess the who kids. looks like the the scarediest okay. yeah. <laughs> in the, your group. Can, is it is it PC to say they look for the pansies? <laughs> There's a pansy ass mofo at the back of that group. I'm gonna scare that kid. I'm going there behind door three. I'm gonna get him. Watch this, Tim. <laughs> so the first time I went there, it was actually with uh, our mutual friend and his ex girlfriend at the time. And we went out there, and every through every maze that we walked through, they, uh, Blake and I, we took the lead, and they ignored us and just like would specifically try to scare Crystal, who was behind us. And okay, it, it, like every time, Aww. and I was like, "What? We paid a lot of money. Like you should fuck with me. Fuck. <laughs> like come on, bring on the scares if you can." <laughs> Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. There was uh, another year that Blake, Vince, his brother, yeah. and, uh, and this other buddy of his, we all went out there. And that time, I mean, because you know how 
involved Blake in his conversations are. Like, <laughs> yes. he completely blocks out the world. And so when that happened, yeah, they knew that they were actually able to get him. And it actually, like, he was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he's not paying attention. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay, come on. I got to backtrack and ask this question specifically. So he's in haunted houses. Yeah. Talking about the law of attraction. <laughs> okay, just check it. I just want to make sure that, that, that no, I, I, I had I the situation. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember what exactly the discussion was. But it was, was a deep one. Yeah. In a haunted house. Yeah. All right, okay. All right. It just, he just gets very focused when he's talking, so he'll shut out everything else around, which which actually made it better for Good, him. Yeah, piss yourself. Ah! Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's just get her out there. There's a... I did the Wonderland one too, yeah. and I was like, eh, "It's for kids." It was totally boring to me. I loved the makeup and watching the the costumes. Like that that part was cool, just to kind of see that and the sets and all that. It's like, oh look, when you have money, look what you can do. What about um, the people that randomly run around the park to scare you? I like that too. I like it all. I, I don't. Th I mean, even, I mean, Wonderland has people that run around the park trying to take pictures of you during the regular parts of the year. So it wasn't weird to go to Wonderland and have people bother you for stuff while you're walking around. That wasn't new. I just love the attention to detail that they give. So yeah, Wonderland's cool for that. But one of the best ones, okay. And I, I swear to God, one, with everything Wonderland has, this is comparable, and it's two rides. It's two things. That's okay. all it is. It's called Phantom Farms. I think they might be doing it this year. It's north of Port Hope. So you got to go out to Port Hope East. Yeah. And you got to go a bit north. I can't, not too far, like maybe a 20 minute drive. And it's, it's huge. It's been around for like over 20 years. Actually, this is kind of weird. My, the wife, the, I took her there for our first date in 2003 or four. When we first met, like we like a week old, it was yeah. pretty. And we went to this thing and I was like, this is the best. And I've taken every, my sister and all kinds of people to this thing. And every, every year it's a thing. So there's only two rides there. There's a hayride and then there's the house. And they're so fucking scary, and it's so good, and it's so well-priced, and it's so geared towards kids and adults, so everyone has fun. That like I, I would compare it to Wonderland, but it's way cheaper. You go in the house, and it wrecks you. I don't want to ruin it, but it's, it's one of the scariest fucking things I've ever done. <laughs> I don't like clowns, and I don't like being disoriented as an adult man. That's all. So they, they do that. They're like, here's some clowns, and we're going to disorient the fuck out of you. And then they just that's just the beginning of things. It gets really cool. Basically, anything that like is your thing, you're like, oh, you know, I'm good with all haunted houses. I'm good with all that stuff. But there's one thing that kind of bugs me. They'll, they'll find it. And then on the <laughs> hayride, you sit down, and they take you through this woods, and they reenact all these famous horror movies in the woods to you and they but they do it like dangerously like you're like how is it legal for these people to crawl on this tractor doing 20 kilometers an hour and throw like axe shaped items at these children it's so cool <laughs> it's all it's all good times like it, it's it's all done properly eventually you're like oh i get it that 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 guy works here too but it's just it's it's really cool i would highly recommend phantom farms go fuck with that take your kids take there, your wife there's a guy that actually uh lives down a side street uh not far from here who every year sets up a haunted house. And even last I year... I love when people do this shit. Even That's last what year, the community's he about. He still did it. And what he does is he has... Uh, it's not a fake chainsaw, but the chain's off it. That, okay. And he'll rev it up and he'll chase you. That's and what they do there. You can <laughs> smell the, sm the the gas burning, right? And that's yeah. the scary part. And the yeah. smell and the smoke. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and the kids are absolutely terrified by it. It's great. <laughs> Dude. Who doesn't love terrifying children? That was that okay. Phantom Farms. When you're in line for the haunted house, there's a guy doing the same thing, and he uses the the moving parts and he yeah. hits them off metal, so they make this like when you pull up in your car and all the kids get out and you're in the big parking lot and they're like, "Oh, park over here. That's the admission gate." You can hear in the background, rrr, 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 and you hear the metal, and someone's going, "Ah!" And you're like, 
where the fuck are we? You know, but it's just off in the woods. You can't. It's really, really cool like that. So I like that's really clever. So they do that in a local neighborhood. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> we, uh, I want to say it was two years ago now that we did the the Niagara Falls haunted house thing. Oh, I've done that a few times. The, that's the, a good time. The the great part. Well, okay, so it wasn't as good as it was prior to COVID, I guess, because everything had to be like non-touchy touchy. Mm. So like, I guess mm-hmm. well, she explained to me that, and by she, I mean, my girlfriend explained to me that they used to like grab your ankles and stuff and in, in certain parts, but just slice your Achilles tendon open. Just a wee bit. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time. This is a I bit can't. overboard. <laughs> Guys, it hurts. <laughs> anyway, just Too kidding. Business. <laughs> it's all about business. I need surgery. <laughs> So we act, we were like prepared to pay to go in, but if you chicken out, you can get tickets to go through again. And yeah. so and so this group, I guess, chickened out, and on their way out, they said they were going to go in again. It didn't, and just gave us their tickets. So we actually- that's dope. I noticed that whenever you go to Niagara, there's this weird sense of community. I went for my bachelor party. I went. For, I guess you could call it my divorce party. It was like the last trip we planned before everything fell apart. So we went at the beginning and end. I went for um, parties, like other guys' bachelor parties. Like it's, And every time you go, like people in the street just come up and they're like, yo, like, yeah, we didn't use these tickets. Or uh, are you guys going into here? We haven't been. Do you want to go together to something? And you're like, yeah, okay. And then you guys end up going to the bar drinking after. Like, I don't know. It's just always a cool thing. Niagara's got this cool sense of like everyone's in it together. So this, I just I just want to say something. Little Little side note here. When it comes to Niagara and all the people that are there, there's, I, I heard on the radio a while ago, somebody was talking about uh, people that don't wear deodorant and say like, well, I guess if you just have worn deodorant long enough, you just think that you don't stink. And it's like, okay, but I can vouch for, <laughs> for, uh, for the people who do know that people stink. I mean, maybe your nose adjusts to it and you're like, no, I smell pretty good, man. What are you talking about? Oh, natural. And it's like, but everybody else is like, oh. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not good. It's Mark, not good. Mark. There's some hypoallergenic. Mark, that guy smells like cat piss. Mark. Mark, I can't. I can't. I, I just. I just can't. There's one of my favorites. I always say mozzarella cheese pits. I can't do cat piss. I can stand bo. I can stand some pretty nasty smells, but the cat piss smell—the dirty, like, like didn't clean the yeah. litter box and has five cats in like a two-bedroom <laughs> apartment that's like six hundred square feet max, and there's eighteen cats, and you can just tell by the smell of their socks. <gasps> I we can't just, do it. I've just, just described serv- my perfect nightmare. We just nightmare. serviced a house where uh, the client had four litter boxes in their basement, and it was it was bad. It four. was bad. Four. Yes, yeah. See, I, and they had a fan trying to blow, I guess, blow. the odor toward the door. I don't know why it's toward the door. But, like, you the open fan, the door, and you're like... Ugh. The fan is looking at you like, <laughs> kill me. <laughs> it was not a good time. Fuck, man. <laughs> off, so, anyways, off yes. track. So, yes, uh, in Niagara, you encounter that a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> Give you that. Um, the, I, sorry, you go ahead. I did want to say... Uh, in all the pictures for these haunted houses out there, there's always like a train of people that are literally holding on to, yeah, to the person shoulders. in front of them's shoulders. She did that. Yeah. So every time that's she was, girl, uh, I'm not trying to be aggressive. Girl, that's, like, that's, that's why you take your girl to the haunted house so she can cop a feel. <laughs> oh, it wasn't cop. It, it was. It was. I said so. You never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, they throw their arms on your shoulders. Like, ah, hold me. You're like, okay. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, it depends on the fear. Like, if they get really scared, they squeeze, and you're like, ow, my trap. <laughs> oh, I see, I see, I see. You're not bringing the right girls in there. <laughs> you did so. You did so. I was hoping to get Tamara we were, on the we relationship in- show so you guys could just bicker for 20 minutes, and I could just, like, have fun, constructive, hilarious jokes in the back. They, they have but the- it didn't happen, so maybe we'll get it tonight. Maybe. So there's one section in this haunted house, and, I mean, I'm... I'm sorry to spoil it for people, but it feels like spoiler the, alert. It's it feels like the walls are closing in. Yes, but the walls that are closing in are actually like tarps, Soft. just like tight tarps. Yeah. But either way, she was still freaked. And she's like, no, no, no. And when when she was like, no, no, it was like everything got tight. Like Everyone arms, just remembers the scene hands. in A New Hope when they're in the trash compactor. <laughs> R2, no! Wrong one! Yeah, that's everybody's worst fear. Just like, oh my god, I fucking saw this. I know how this ends. <laughs> I, there's no Wookiees here to help me. I'm fucked. Oh my goodness. The walls closing in is scary. Oh, um, Screamers in Toronto, they do this really cool one where you have to put 3D glasses on oh, and yeah. then you go into this thing where, and I will admit, this was, as someone who has glasses, like, and I have a really, I have an astigmatism, I have fucked up eyes, I have a, a big prescription. You can just imagine the Coke bottles he's wearing, folks. Yeah, it's bad, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, bubbles here. Um, no. Nah. can't go around throwing piss jokes, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at fixing shopping carts, too, now that I think about it. Anyways, <laughs> um... So I had to put the 3D glasses over top of my glasses. So it gave me like this extra level of trip because it's just like, <laughs> I need them to see. And now I've got this other crap over it. And uh, it was crazy. Like the stuff that's on the walls looks like it's coming towards you. And then they'll have people come towards you. So you you truly can't identify whether the guy's coming at you or it's a thing on the wall. So yeah. then the guy touches you. The thing on the wall comes at you and eventually gets too close and you go through it. You don't feel anything. You're like, okay. And then you go past and then it's a guy dressed up similar to the thing that you just saw on the wall. And he touches you like, whoa! Like it's re- very clever. Very clever. Screamers has got some unique shit. So yeah, the 3D thing's unique. The walls closing in thing's unique. I don't know. I like it when they spray you with water too or something. I love when they, <laughs> they get you a little, you know, some people are like, oh yeah, why'd you do that? I love that. I love when they fuck with you in the haunted house a little bit. One year at uh, Halloween Haunt, uh, when we were going through the, the haunted house, it was actually the year that they were only scaring Crystal. And, well, Blake and I were kind of, like, upset that they weren't trying to get us. So, anyways, we, we were, were walking through this maze, and there's, like, I guess they had, like, human displays. And there was a girl who kind of pressed against the glass suddenly to bang on the glass or whatever. And she, she kind of looked like this kind of undead Harley Quinn kind of thing. Okay, okay. And then I was all like, wow, you're kind of cute. She was like, thank you. And I was like, (laughs) I made you break. Oh, that's kind of funny. And then we just kept walking. (laughs) Nice. You suck. (laughs) I got it. I thought it was nice. Oh, God, man. I love it. (laughs) You always had this thing with like, talk like a valley girl. Talk like a valley girl. Even when it came to that, uh, the friends reference. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going to talk like friends, like valley girl, talk about friends anymore. And you're like, you just did it. I was like, yeah, but I'm not going to do that every time. (laughs) We're going to do it every time. It's going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, the Halloween haunts good. Screamers is good. Niagara's is fucking fantastic. Anything weird? Like I said, there's some some hidden gems out there in the woods, like Phantom Farms. I love all that kind of stuff. I got a question for you because I know you got kids, and I don't. <laughs> I didn't do that. So I get to go to whatever I want for Halloween. You have to take your kids to Halloween crap. So my my question is: Is it more fun to go with girls and 
as a couple thing to do Halloween crap? Or is it more fun to take your kids and watch them get shit scared out of them? Because although I don't have kids, I feel like I'm so past it. I'd rather take some kids and have fun. I used to go with my friends' kids now. I'm like, yo, let's grab the kids. We'll go up. I'll pay. I don't care, you know, because I don't have any. So I'll just live vicariously through yours. As opposed <laughs> to asking a girl to go because I, I'm fucking 30 now. I just don't care. I'd probably say it would be more fun with the girl. And, yeah. the reason, and the reason being is... Cop in a field in the haunted house, like <laughs> I fucking said. <laughs> well, right now, well, right now, my youngest, he's actually afraid of everything. Oh, so okay. he would be tormented beyond this theme park visit. Like, he'd be like, okay, it's time to go to sleep. Oh, you can't go to sleep? Oh, you're traumatized? <laughs> I am so sorry to put you through that. Suck it up and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that would not be good. I, I had some traumatizing shit. I remember I watched uh, Candyman when I was like three. I think it was on like TBS or some shit, and I was just scrolling around. Oh, but then, then there should be no traumatization because TBS censors everything. No, it's like, man. oh, what's gonna happen? Somebody's gonna die. Oh, wait, well, no, it was this like is after. It what? was after what? eleven, bro. <laughs> 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 they didn't cut it too much of it out. It was pretty funny, but yeah, it's some that's true. So I was now desensitized I to horror when I was just a wee wee little guy, and I can say this, and I know if my brothers. If my brother ever hears this, he's going to laugh. And I'm going to say probably because for some reason, when I was around 11 or 12, I actually had a nightmare about Beetlejuice. My brother's like, Beetlejuice? What? Michael Keaton came to you in your dreams? No, I was I was being eaten alive by a sandworm. Oh, okay. I th- no, I'm not, you and I are <laughs> similar in age. And I remember that scene. I saw it. I mean, for you, it was probably when it was new. I saw it in like 90. When I was like three, 1990, I was like three, and they fucked with me too. I swear to God, it gave me, I was worried that I was like, anytime I was near any type of sand, I was like, it's coming. It's going to be there. Like, get away. Like, even though, you know, cause you're young, you can't, you don't clue in, you don't realize it's a movie. Yeah. You're just like, sand, I know what's in there. But the weirdest thing is from when I was like the age of maybe seven or eight, uh, we had this family of friends. Like my mom was, uh, best friends with this woman who had three kids and my brother was, uh, best friends with the middle child and I was friends with the youngest and you, every- all, you had a team you all teamed up yeah. with someone from the family yeah and then and You'll then get, every you, you picked did you pick teams <laughs> you have the middle kid I'll, I'll take the youngest and uh, yeah, stick Chris with the oldest for fuck's yeah. sakes and then every Friday we would rent uh I mean, I I want to say classic horror slashers, but it, it wasn't so much classic at that time because they were still modern. new. So they were still new. <laughs> yeah, like, like Freddy versus Jason. Wasn't that new when we were young? No, that was well. I was much older when that came out. Okay. So. For me, uh, Chucky was classic. Whenever Child's I was like, watch the I watched, classic. I watched that when I was in grade six. Like yeah. Child's, like I've been I mean, watching horror. I've been watching horror at, since I was a little guy, and even I kind of think the Batman, the the Keaton. And Tim Burton Batman movies, they're kind of horror-ish. Like, Batman killed people in those movies. Like, he fucking tossed a guy in it down and he blew up in the sewer, remember? Oh, in yeah. the Batman Returns. Like, those movies were... And then in the end, and when Cat, the- Catwoman takes the the taser and she, she gets Christopher Walken and kisses him and then fries the both of them or whatever the fuck. Like, that was weird for... I saw that when I was, like, three and four. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, that was kind of horror to me, too, was Tim Burton's Batman movies. They were dark. And Catwoman getting pushed out of the building... And smashing onto the ground. Like, that was fuck for traumatizing for a young kid. You're like, what the yeah. fuck just happened to that poor lady? You know what I mean? So I, I feel, and Jack Nicholson, oh, with the chemicals and all the bad shit that he did to everybody in the first one. Yeah, yeah. that was crazy, too. So that was my, <laughs> I remember crying when Michelle Pfeiffer stuffs all the stuffed animals in the, she gets all crazy and the music goes nuts and she stuffs them in the garbage disposal. So for my, so for my oldest, I've been trying to desensitize him. So he, he was watching a Don't lot start of- with Batman. No, 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 no. So he 
was, uh, I, I tried to like dumb down the horror. Like I, I didn't like, I'm not going to let you watch a Friday the 13th film. I will let you watch idle hands with Devin Sawa. Cause it's kind of funny. Alba. Yeah. That's a yeah. class. So it's like a, it's like a horror comedy. So he watched that and it's still kind of like f- teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to let him watch teeth. <laughs> not yet. But my God, is it ever funny? So, I let him watch Idle Hands, and then he went into school, and he's, like, telling all the other kids oh, about this undead shit. hand going around killing people. And, and so, now you look like <laughs> CAS. Is like, <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Smith. Well, it was it was to his mother, and like, you let Ethan watch that? I'm like, he was fine. It didn't freak him out. Yeah, but he's telling other kids. I'm like, okay, okay, so we have to have a chat with him. Yeah. Okay, and when it came to Friday the 13th, there was one time when my oldest, who was, I don't know, he's probably maybe 11 at the time, maybe 12, and he comes over and he's like, I can watch Friday the 13th now. I'm like, are you sh-? No, no, it wasn't even when he was 11 or 12. He must have been like eight, maybe nine, and he came over and he's like, I can watch Friday the 13th now. I was like, what? I could see that and, at eight and, or nine. And he's like, well, I... I have watched one already. I was like, oh, yeah, what one? He's like, oh, the newest one, which was the remake. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. So then I was like, well, if you've already watched one, then we can watch one. Yeah. It didn't turn out so well. Oh, he <laughs> fucking lost he was, today. Because then he, like, he was Why like, did you do this to yeah, me, Dad? Yeah. But you asked. Yeah. He's all like, oh, my God, Jason's going to get me. And then I had to <laughs> somehow convince him that I could beat up Jason oh, if my. he were to ever break in. <laughs> Would you have to show him like old videos of you when you were young beating up scrapping dudes in the parking lot? No. Dad used to fuck guys up. Look at me go. I know it's grainy, but that's me on the right. <laughs> Some 1998 VHS footage of Mark in his backyard doing backyard wrestling. <laughs> I want to be just like Mick Foley. <laughs> Soldier was tough, son. Look at me go. Look at those thumbtacks in my fucking face, okay? We were crazy in the 90s. Jesus, kids these days. <laughs> So, so yeah, a lot of it was just like, is just trying to convince him. I'm like, you think I'm going to let anything happen to you after how hard I fought for you? Nothing's going to, nothing's going to happen to you. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. And then, uh, eventually he became more accustomed to it. Then he just started watching Friday the 13th. I'm I'm sorry. I'm picturing Heath Ledger holding your son (laughs) while you're saying that and me looking at you going, lie to him, Mark. Tell him the movie won't scare him. Tell him it's going to be okay. And you're like, everything's going to be okay, son. As he's watching the movie and going, ah, it's horrible. Yeah, I'm saying, such a good scene. Oh my goodness. Lie to him, Mark. Lie. So he ended up becoming pretty desensitized to horror. Now. So, now, so now it's just, it, it's the same as me. If we were to sit down and watch horror, it's like, oh, okay. What about games? You guys like, does he play horror games? Like you like, you're into? He won't play, but he'll just YouTube and watch the gameplay. Yeah. That's and then, it. and then. And that's such a thing. Like when I was a kid, I couldn't imagine watch. I used to go to my friend's house and they'd be like, we take turns playing PlayStation or, or NES or whatever. And you're like, when it wasn't your turn, you're like, fuck, I can't wait till it's my turn. I hope somebody dies soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kissy's is like, I don't even want to turn. I'll just watch you play. What happened? Well, when it came to uh, playing horror games in my household, it was my brother would have a friend who'd come over. He'd play and, uh, and I would play. But my brother would never play. He'd just watch. And then if I wasn't playing, I'd be watching too. I will admit, some people are watchers. Like, I'm, I'm bad at games. You've seen me. We've talked about this. <laughs> but I love this games with, like, Assassin's Creed. is one of my favorite franchises. How far franchises. did you get in, in Until Dawn? I, okay, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I died, like, three times in the same night. 
and I got really pissed off and I, and it's been a week or two since I got to I got to I got to get my confidence back and go home and like, you know, look in the mirror and be like, if you had one shot to beat this fucking game, one opportunity, would you capture it? Would let it slip, you know, and then get in bed and then fucking not smoke so much weed and actually focus on the story and <laughs> do what I'm supposed to do. But uh, I'm going to be honest. Thank you. I'm still enjoying it. I still love it. I love the, I love an immersive experience. It reminds me of the clock tower days. Remember we were talking about clock yeah, tower yeah, yeah. and shing, 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 the guy <laughs> coming to get me in my sleep when I was your son's age. Ah, mom, this sword guys, come cut me with the scissors. So like I, I, it gives me those vibes again, which I haven't had so in like 20 th- years. There was a time when, uh, my brother came over and he wanted to watch me play some Resident Evil 4 and I was like yeah okay sure one and of the best it, ones and we made it to this part where there are these tall lengthy guys that come out of some cold area and they make this weird fucked up sound where they're all and I'm like what the fuck is that and then it comes around the corner I'm like what the fuck but the first time you encounter these creatures you can't kill them spoiler alert you have to get the thermal the the uh, the thermal infrared scope for the sniper rifle and you have to aim at them and inside you'll see like a little parasitic you'll see where worm, they are a little parasitic worm that you can shoot and then when you do that but either way when i first heard the sound and my brother's beside me i threw the controller at him i'm like fucking play it play it do play it. it and he's like no i'm not playing it throws it back at me i'm like oh crap oh, <laughs> oh uh <laughs> that's oh. he's not dying run away i'm really oh man silent hill used to do that with us like me and my uh, I had a weird childhood because there was I have I don't have any real brothers or sisters who are like blood hundred hundo percent. It's all half this and step that. So when one of my stepbrothers was living with us, shout out Dustin. Um, I remember we were playing Silent Hill and like it we were oh, fuck how we eight and seven. I think maybe nine and seven years old, the two of us, and like we were fucking like we. I remember going to sleep after we were playing it, and then you know hearing like, you know hearing the on my door like what he'd be like. I can't sleep, bro. It's a fucking game. And so we would go back into the into the, the the den, which was in the basement away from the parents. So they didn't know we were up all night. And we'd keep playing because we couldn't sleep. Like, I'm so scared. I can't sleep. But we were like, it's weird if we sleep together. That's not cool. No, we can't do that. He's like, so we're just, let's keep playing? Be like, yeah, we'll get, we're going to, Resident Evil 3 was a huge one. It was fucking, oh, oh, Silent Hill and Resident Evil 3 would just, the, the school, I don't know. I still, I could still have a, in one of my crazy nightmares where you don't have any control over things, those little children that try to stab you on your ankles, they still come in my dreams and try to get me (laughs) because they don't make any noise. You just turn around and you're like, whoa, there's like six little faceless children stabbing your ankles while you're trying to, (laughs) you know, explore the school. I love it. So there was this time, um, when it comes down to any relationship I've been in ever, I don't think I've ever actually ever been with a girl that actually enjoyed my gaming ever. So anyways, there was this time where when it came to Resident Evil Zero, I was playing Resident Evil Zero and this girl that I was dating at the time, she's like, she was just down doing a crossword beside me. And she's like, all right, I'm, I have to go to the bathroom. I was like, okay, pause the game. She's like, no, no, you don't, you don't have to pause it. And I'm like, oh, I do. I do. She's like, no, no, you don't. No, you, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, just, just go to the bathroom and come back. So she goes to the bathroom, comes back down, and then I start playing. And then she sees me walk by in-game this freezer part, and nothing happens. And then later on, she sees me walk by the same freezer, and the door bursts open, and a zombie comes out. And she was like, oh, my, why would they do that? I'm like, that's what they do in the game. That's, that's, that's what they do. That's how they get you. This is what we pay for. This is why we're paying $70 a month for a fucking PS Now, bro. <laughs> Whatever it is these days. So that I I can do this, that I can piss myself, and Sony can make it happen. Or in your case, Microsoft. Yeah. So 
when it comes to horror games, I can't always play horror games alone. And that's kind of why I started streaming. I'm like, I'm going to do the streaming thing. I'm going to record my jump scares. And with the, the chatting aspect of it, it, it just makes me not feel alone while playing the horror game. So I'm actually able to play horror games. Because I do enjoy yeah. horror games, even though they scare the piss out of me. But I do enjoy playing horror games. Mark admitted a little behind-the-scenes fact to me today. We were doing some um, photo ops for the podcast. A shot pod. And uh, I've, he's got this ring light, as he calls it, or something. And, and uh, you know, so we're setting it up so we could get good pictures, good lighting or whatever. And he says, I use this when I do uh, the streaming for the thing, for the um, for Twitch, right? Yeah. For, for, the, for the horror games. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, is that not really distracting this bright ass? You're supposed to be like in, you know, dark room and, 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 and general, like genuinely scared about shit, but there's this big bright light kind of in the corner that would, and he's like, yeah, it's fucking annoying, but it did it, it, the right game and the right situation will make it work. So I wanted to kind of elaborate a little on that and be like, like, do, is it harder to have a genuine reaction with that? Or do you have to like get to a part of the game where, you know, you're like, Oh fuck man. No, just, and then set just, it up or can you just let it go? And eventually it just, you forget it's there. Yeah. You, you kind of forget it's there uh, until like somebody comes in like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? And then you look over and you're just kind of like blinded yeah. by the light. And you're yeah. like, Holy crap. And then, you get, by the light. <laughs> and then you get back into the game and you again have yeah, to then, adjust. But once you're lit up like a douche, but you know, once, it's just, yeah. But once you're focused on the game, it, it's just there and you you barely notice. I ended. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I, I get annoyed with that because if you're really focused on a game, then the more focused I get, and then somebody fucking calls. My biggest thing, I remember when you were a kid, like, I miss the good old days. You're playing a game, especially horror games. Like, there was no... Do you remember The Ring when the movie came out? Yeah. Okay, and there was the phone, the whole um, VHS in the tape, in, in, and then you got a phone call or some shit, so you're going to die or something. I don't know. What was the story? That was the story, right? I just remember watching the movie... Being freaked, I got on. I rented it for Blockbuster on VHS, and then within seconds of the phone call scene, the phone went off in our house, and it was like uh, I jumped <laughs> twenty feet in the air, and I was watching it alone. Right, same kind of thing would happen when we were younger playing video, you know, horror video games. Now it's like ding ding, my phone's going off, and I'm like, fuck off, I'm trying to play a horror game. Like it's not, <laughs> it's nowhere near like back in the day when it was weird to get a phone call at at ten thirty at night or two a.m. at your place while you were doing that. Now I have to put my phone on silent and put it away to enjoy games. So I think that's part of why I, until dawn's killing me because I'm always like pausing it and not. Yeah, yeah I kind of stopped doing that stuff. Um, what's your favorite? I know you're into this, and it's probably going to be hard to give me one, but it, it, like, like, gun to your head, what's your favorite horror game that had cool story and lots of scary parts? I think I know which one you're going to say, but I, I I'm pretty sure we covered that when I was saying Alien Isolation. I was hoping you'd say Alien Isolation. Yeah. So this is, once again, uh, last time I hear it, like, I'm going home to get it tonight. Yeah. Um, I run my own business, and we're, like, moving shops and doing crazy shit, and, it's, 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 it, and COVID is crazy. So I'm going to get it, and it's going to be fun. But if you'd like to donate to the Alex Wants to Play <laughs> Alien Isolation GoFundMe, you can send your tax-deductible donations <laughs> to... No, I'm kidding. Tax-deductible. Yeah, 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 yeah. The you government's can... like, we're not, we're not allowing this. What? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no, I do really want to play that one. You've sold me on it a few times. I'm just really torn now because um, I know this isn't horror-related, but Sonic Colors is still like on yeah. my list. I, really, I, I don't have a Wii. I'm not a Nintendo guy. I used to, I, but I'll kill you in Mario 3, no matter who you are, I'll wreck you. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, I'm not a big Nintendo guy, but I, I definitely wanted to play the Sonic games. They were specific to Nintendo, like Secret Rings and the other one, and I just never did, and now I get the chance. So There's a show on Netflix that I really want to check out, and I, I always forget about it, and it is 
Keiko versus I, I can't even remember. Oh, oh, Samara, Samara versus Keiko, and it's okay. it's essentially the ring versus the Grudge. Oh, I would watch the now, shit now, out of it. Funny thing about this was a while ago, <laughs> in in regards to like scary movie, I always had this this thought in my head. I was like, could you imagine somebody took the ring? movie like the vhs tape out to the grudge house and watched it there and like okay that person ends up dying but now that place is haunted by both people well, and, so and then like, they meet and like <laughs> yeah and like the tv would come on and then keiko the yeah. ghost would come downstairs i'm haunting all, this house uh, no i'm haunting this house it would become a whose dick is bigger amongst demons yeah <laughs> I'm fucking down. So I want to watch a show. Why is Hollywood not passing? We need <laughs> no, to write but, this. But I'm saying it, we have to cut this part out of the podcast and put this into a script. It's it's on Netflix of Keiko versus Samara. So somebody thought about it, and I was like, "Well, that's that's, that's great." So now, so now I have to watch it. I just haven't watched it. Yet. We should do that. Well, let me know how that goes because ne- I'll be honest. My Netflix list is getting really, really long. Work <laughs> is getting busy, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" I have this huge list of stuff. I've heard everybody. I've heard Squid Game mentioned a thousand times on my feed of um, of Facebook. And then <laughs> I heard a funny story from a friend of mine who mistakenly let her kid watch it for like 10 minutes and was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then had to shut it off. Like, it was just kind of, so yeah, we, I, I got to check it out at some we point. Just start, we just started watching Squid Game, Squid Game tonight. It's it's pretty cool. So. You're down, you're down? Yeah. The the dubbing is pretty funny. The voice, I, yeah, the voice acting always isn't on point, but... It's it's the voice acting makes it funny with the reactions of the people, but overall the, the show is enjoyable. Alien Isolation. I'm gonna. I'm sorry. It's still still in the back of my head now. I'm, I got to get this going at some point soon because it's Halloween season. If there's a time to get that, fuck Sonic, fuck him. I'll get him close to toast to Christmas. When you get when you get your new phone, there's uh, there's an Alien game on Android. Uh, I'm bad. I don't play games on my phone, honestly. My phone it's is for screaming at customers <laughs> and throwing it on the ground and getting mad about life. It's not for playing games. <laughs> okay, all right. I wish I had the patience to game on my phone, but I would get like so... You know what I game I have on every phone that I play? Pokemon Silver. It takes like 14 <laughs> megabytes of space, and yeah. it's always there. And then when I'm really bored, I just go and fuck with New Bark Town when I'm, when I'm bored. It works <laughs> for me pretty good. But I do want to do the Alien I'll do it because this is the season and then I'll get Sonic for Christmas. So out of all my creativity, I'm always trying. I'm one of those guys who always envisions things. And I always think like, wouldn't it be funny if, wouldn't it be funny if, and I come up with so many hilarious Marvel's things. What If is like his favorite show. <laughs> there was a while ago, I thought like, Ethan, how about we, my, Ethan's the name of my oldest. And it's like, well, how about we like make these little horror skits and just like a comedic spin we never actually got into it. And I, I was thinking like, oh, father and son, horror fun and all that. And, and one thing I thought of was like, what if what if the grudge chick was coming at you? And she's all, uh, and then you just had like a eucalyptus. Okay, one more time, please. Uh, and you had like a eucalyptus banaca that you were just like, and it went like, oh, 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 wow. Wait, thank wait, you. Wait, oh, oh, thank you. I'm, she, and then she's like, you know, I've been killing so many people because I've been trying to tell them something and they can't understand. And they just me. yell at me and I get very frustrated <laughs> that I have sensitive hearing. Sensitive then, hearing and they scream. I don't know why they scream. I'm just trying to communicate. Are we trying to personify demons? Is that what's going on right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. To make ourselves feel better about things? Okay. All right. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm that was it. originally how I kind of got him into horror movies was like, you can always put a community. Take yourself spin on outside it. of it. Yeah, the idle hands would be a good choice. Yeah. To, but then, uh, ah, the hands are going to 
get me. <laughs> so another, of, another idea was like when it came to the the ring, you could like have these. That's people, a, I'm sorry, that's a scary fucking movie, you man. You could have these people watch the videotape and then just go to a picture of the well, and you just hear like and like and then hello seven and then all you hear is whoop. And she's like, oh, shit, I dropped it in the well. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go get another phone. <laughs> oh, you're right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this is too good. What's your What's your favorite horror movie? Oh, my goodness. Okay, because, well, this is kind of a, I guess, I, if we're going to keep it Halloween-themed and really horror-ish, I, I, you, can, you, might, you might shit on me this. I'm, I'm, I'm actually scared of judgment right now a little bit. You know, just don't forget, my homie, let he who hath no sin. Um, cabinet? For those who can't see, my judgmental eyes are pointed at him. Right <laughs> I, I like Cabin in the Woods a lot. I thought it was kind of cool. It was like started out as a regular slasher and then it got real deep and cool at the end. That was and straight up comedy. That was hilarious. I did dig it though. Yeah. I was kind of scary in the beginning. I don't know. Ah, okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll move on now. Um, well, another one that kind of got... Like I said, The Ring. I would put The Ring up there as one of my favorites because I saw it when it came out new. Yeah. I also saw The Blair Witch Project in the theaters when I was two. I, they, they flat out were like, are you guys supposed to be here with an adult? And then we just snuck in later yeah. at the Oshawa Center Famous Players. That's how fucking <laughs> old I am, okay? When it was where Zellers used to be. And then Zellers went, and now there's just something else there. And I, ugh, I'm so old. Anyways, it was fun. Uh, the ring was like, like I said, with the phone call when I rented it again, it still freaked me out. That was a good one. I was so disappointed with the fucking Silent Hill movie because the game was so good. I remember watching it like waiting. Oh, I loved them. No, I, I I'm sorry, did didn't like it. I, for me, it was the actors. It was a okay story, but the actors killed it for me. Um, we can argue about Sean that. Sean Bean, <laughs> and then uh, and then the chick from uh, mm. Pitch Black, the the Riddick movie. Literally, all the worst movies. That I can think of, and all their horrible actors <laughs> just in one place. It was horrible. I thought they were so well done. Well, we're, we could we could agree. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, who's your favorite slasher? Jason's the best man. Yeah. I've never been a big Freddy guy, and it's most I like Jason just because. <laughs> I, I, I just I don't know. I watched those a lot as a kid. I watched. So, them. what did you think of the remake when they remade it? I don't know. I'm kind of torn with this because I tend to like the remakes of horror films better because it's modern cinematography, modern soundtrack. Keeps the franchise going for newer for a newer generation who it, thinks that the old ones just can't be. That's even. what I'm saying and I'm yeah. that's why I like I wish that's why I love that they did some alien prequels because the original one like it's really good but it, there's parts of it that don't hold up. Like most of it's pretty pretty stellar. Yeah. But there's a couple we've talked about this on previous podcasts but there's a couple scenes that just like yeah, it's pretty obvious that it's it's dated. So I love that they did Prometheus and um Covenant because it kind of gave this modern twist to that same scary. Ah, it's got my face. You know what I mean thing. I loved the Halloween remake. Uh, people hated the the newer one that they did, and I fucking thought it was pretty good. The one that was like in the early two thousands or something. Oh, the Rob Zombie one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, the, f I, the first one was good. The second one, uh, I think we talked about that before. It's like, where the fuck did a unicorn come from? Yeah. The Sherry Moon Zombie riding a unicorn. I was like, what the? What does this have to do with Michael Myers? This is just you, you got to take that. But that's the thing with horror movies is that they're I don't know they they kind of can get away. What with about that, uh, John Carpenter's recently? Released sequel. Of what? Of the original Halloween. Of the original. I don't think I've seen it yet. I haven't. Oh. I haven't seen that. I should probably put that on my list of things to do this month. So when John Carpenter made this original sequel, he said that 
this is a sequel to the first movie, so it negates all the other ones because it was John Carpenter that made the first one, right? And then he made his sequel, and now the new ones out, Halloween Kills. I haven't seen that yet. Okay, I should get re- redo those. Um, the Conjuring. Everybody constantly talks about that franchise. There's a whole bunch of them involved in it. The first one for me was was probably my current favorite horror movie. When really? I, okay. When, when I first, I don't dislike them, but I'm starting to get into them. When I when I first saw that first one and it was like oh okay well there's there's like a possessed witch that uh, that was kind of the cause of everything just the way it was done was so brilliant you know she's hanging clothes or in, in like a sheet and the wind catches the sheet and takes it and you see a person and then uh, it disappears and the sheet blows away or even the the hide and clap yes at the top of the basement stairs. Oh man, that like when that when I first saw that, chills. Holy crap. Okay, you're right. The cinematography sells that series. Okay. It's not so much the acting or the scripts. It, the cinematography is just really well done. You got I, I, that's my favorite part of it too. Some people like the acting and the scripts. That that was a, that, a hard sell for me. But I definitely love the way they shot it. Like there was some camera angle that I don't know. You're a nerdy guy like me, and you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah. So not everybody is, but if you're wondering why those movies hit you different, it's because of the camera angles. It's because of the way the sound is mixed. That's cinematography. That's what makes it so, I don't know. It's what basically why Star Wars is good. It's just the way it's, you know, it's editing even, and sound and all the all the post shit. I love it. That, the, con, the, that series the, is that the second one, I... I actually did uh, some research and actually spoke about the actual haunting that went on on uh, my Shot of Paranormal podcast. But when it came down to uh, that haunting, I didn't care so much. But I did love the Valak storyline that they were going on, which was the nun. And so, like, when it shows their home office and you see the the painting of the nun and then you see a shadow walk up to the painting like just just the effects and the build-up of everything like james wan is is one of the modern day horror geniuses i'll give you did he do oh i don't i know i might be being um he did insidious all the insidious well maybe not he did most of the who did jeepers creepers oh uh carpenter no, no, no. It was actually uh, the person who wrote Jeepers Creepers actually turned out to be a, a pedophile. Whoa. And so uh, when the first and second movie were made, when the third one was coming out, there was a petition to stop it from being made. I did not know any of this. I'm glad I mentioned it, though. That's <laughs> interesting. Jesus. Yeah, there was a petition to stop it from happening because the guy... Uh, well, that sucks because I, I, I've never seen the first one. I was really scared. There's actually a new one coming out uh, this month. Really? Yeah. Well, see, I'm glad. Okay, I guess... I don't know. I hope that guy doesn't get any money off of it. <laughs> Fuck that dude. The first one was good. Second one was eh. The third one was even worse. And it's like, what the fuck? And then. So can we talk? Can I tell you what my favorite horror franchise is, though, so you can yes. judge me? Yes. Because I, you're a lot. I, I know you're gonna. And I, I want you to know that I love you passionately <laughs> in, uh, in in emotional, friendly, and, and some sexual ways. Um, <laughs> no, seri- on a serious note here, though, my f- I, I love Saw. I fucking, fucking Love it. I don't care if you think it's funny. So, and here's, let me defend it okay. quickly. The first one's the best. 
I'm never going to say that it's not. It was based on a short. It was based on a lot of like low budget shit. Low budget genius horror is the best, I think. The whole you wake up in a room, you have a saw that can't cut through the metal, but it'll get through your skin. And maybe if you push hard enough and you stay conscious long enough, get through that bone. That idea is fucking genius. And it's an amazing way to start a movie. And then the original short was 10 minutes long yeah. and you didn't get to see the ending. I'm going to, Massive spoiler. If you haven't seen the Saw series, seriously jump 10 minutes ahead in this podcast <laughs> right the fuck now. Okay. In the, I remember with, um, I was, when I was with my wife, when I was with my wife, okay, <laughs> we would, uh, we loved watching horror movies and just <laughs> doing it while we were watching horror movies. I don't know. It was a weird thing. It was like, we're watching a horror movie. You get some sick shit. You get kind of bored because it's like, supposed, right it's now. supposed to be scary, like really scary. We would just do it all the time. Horror movies were the do it movies for us. And for that one, I was like, get off me. Like I, <laughs> this is so good. Like I can't wait to see what happens. And in the end, when the guy, when he gets up, you know, when everything, you know, when they crash everything together and the story comes together and the man that you think's dead in the middle of the room gets up and he's the guy that orchestrated it all. And that was the first one. That's just how they left you. And I remember we both looked at each other and I was like, that's the best horror movie I've ever seen. It was gross. It was edge of the seat. Good story. The acting wasn't too bad. And fuck, they, they killed it. Then they got, the second one comes out and they got that bear. Was it Ike Barinholtz? brother or actually him i can't remember who it was he's from snl that ah, shit i probably just should have done a little more but the second one the main actor that was in it i'm pretty sure he was an snl guy or something like that and and you actually got to see more of jake saw he was a big part of the movie and you get to meet him and see his old ass face i've got cancer and i hate everybody i want to play a game i want to play a game but only because i have cancer and i hate everybody i loved it i thought it was a cool premise and they did some cool shit with it chester bennington who is one of my favorite artists of all time and was in jet lincoln park and obviously passed away his film legacy is in the saw franchise because he was in one of the scenes where he died uh, I think it was the third or fourth one he was in. Maybe the fourth one. So that was kind of cool. I loved this. He, he was in a car, and yeah. they had to drive and peel his skin off or something oh, to yeah, get out yeah. of the car. It was really well done. Yeah, yeah. So I remember hearing the scream, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's Chester. Yeah. <laughs> so the first two, I think, were very well written and genius. And then in the third one, it starts getting a little okay, a little bit. I understand people getting outside of it. That's when it started to become more about, honestly, Saw was huge for music. Uh, a band called X Japan, which if you don't know who X Japan is, fucking go check them out and watch Art of Life and check out V, I-V, which was the name of the song for Saw 4, I-V, hence the Roman numeral, which is about, actually they take the whole idea of the Saw 4, I-V, and they, they double the reference, even though they're Japanese, they're still like, ah, we can fuck with English, to, <laughs> uh, you know, give me, like giving someone blood, like sharing blood with them through an IV. And that's the, the theme of the song. And it's used in the, in the movie a bunch of times as a theme, and then the end happens and the song hits. Oh, and I love X Japan. And they played it on top of Tokyo Tower for the video with scenes from the movie cut in. Yeah. So musically, it's really important. I just love, so check out all the saws. And then they got really shitty. Five, six, seven, eight, whatever you want to say, got a little bit out there. I don't care if you watch those. But the new one, they did a thing called, it's like Saw Legacy or something. And it's got Chris Rock, Samuel oh, L. Oh, you're talking about Spiral. Spiral, sorry. Yeah, sorry, not Salt Lake. Uh, Sp Spiral's got Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson, and uh, there's a third really big actor in it too, but <laughs> do you need anybody other than those two? <laughs> and Chris Rock is funny. If you're wondering if he could be funny in a horror movie, he fucking slays it. And I'm telling you, it's one of the best new but horror movies not, out there. But it's not directly, a, it's not a direct comedy. It's, it's not just, a comedy. It's just Chris is funny, but it is a real horror movie, and yeah. it's, it's good. I would argue that it is on par with Saw 2. 
It got a lot of hate, but I really Fuck enjoyed it. Fuck the haters. I, I Honestly, really it's well it. written. The, okay, so the funny thing with, when it came What'd down you think? to... Not to say fuck you, but so I'm just saying, I, did, were so, you on the... Which side of it were you on? <laughs> so it's funny for you to say, like, oh, the don't judge me. And, and I was like, like, I was ready to judge because I wasn't sure what you were going to say. But I did enjoy the Saw movies. The entire saga, if you... Even if you dismiss some of the actors and some of the way that the story went, overall, if you look at the story... Uh, from kind of like... Watch them all in a row. Yeah. Right, I've done that. Marathon, start with one, go through it to ten. And it, it's it's a good story. I I'd say it. two of them suck huge dicks. And not good dicks, <laughs> bad dicks. Like big, nasty, gross, gobbly, pussy dicks. Not good stuff. Okay. Two of them. Me, and I'd say those are probably seven and eight. But I think the rest of them are all pretty good. You know, between six and tens. I still enjoyed them all. Did you ever play the the games? I did, and they're fucking hard. I'm they bad are at games. So hard. I'm bad at games. <laughs> I, it's funny because not often do you say, "Did you play the game?" and I get to say yes. But that's one I did. Yeah. I actually was really into it. It was on PS3. Yeah, PS3 and, and I, Xbox 360. Yeah, and I played it, and it and I I, threw, I broke a control. I'm, I I've never, <laughs> I've not broken a controller over more than two games. GTA Five because I'm really bad at games, and that game got hard near the end when you're in the tunnels with your bike. Yeah. What the fuck, boys? <laughs> okay. Through broke broke a pink controller over that and a nice pink controller that got into pieces. And then I broke a controller over that other one. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. So anymore. there were there were two Saw games. And I think it was I only played the first one. I think it was Saw Two that I was playing. And uh, I told you Ethan likes to watch me or likes to watch horror games. So he's watched me play Saw Two and I make it to this this puzzle that it was like it was a matter of moving a bunch of, I want to say like computer servers or something, while there were saws going around, and you had to, uh, you had to time everything right to move the server while a saw went, and then you can move to the next spot, move another server, and then another saw went, and you kind of had to move all the servers to a specific position while these saws were going around, and it was so hard. And then I finally did it, and I got through to the other side, and I was like, yes! And the game glitched out and put me at the beginning of the puzzle. I was like, no! What the fuck? And I shut it off and haven't played it again. And I'm like, but now I kind of really want to go through them. I just don't want that glitch to happen. Like, I was getting super pissed while playing this because I kept dying. And then I finally did. I was like, victory! Oh, the game didn't want me to win. Takes me back to Sonic 06. <laughs> Jigsaw's just like, I want to play a game. And I'm like, I don't want to play your fucking game anymore. <laughs> it's kind of, reminds me of, hey guys, you want to play Sonic 06 until it glitches out and we lose our progress? Okay, sounds like a plan, boys. We better start drinking because we need to be, you know, not taking this serious. I love when you know you get a game zone and you know it's going to fuck up. <laughs> Want to play until it fucks up? I had a fuck up with Jetta GTA 5 where it would just glitch and there'd be no people, cars, or anything on the street. It would just I would just be me and no, but no people or cars. Yeah. So you could do everything else, but no, so you can't, obviously, people are 90% of the missions. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you could go to the store and buy shit and do everything else, but that I love when games glitch out like that. It's amazing. Did you ever play uh, Bully? No. So Bully is just GTA, but in a private boarding school instead. Oh, so, you do with so local things, kids? So Yeah, so things... So are, I lived so. that life. <laughs> okay, <laughs> when I left South Oshawa and moved to Whitby, I was that too. <laughs> but, but the people at Rockstar are excellent storytellers. So Bully was, was an amazing game. And for me, I'm a big... I'm a big Halloween buff. I love Halloween. And in this game, because it takes place during school, is there, there's a Halloween time. Have you seen uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake? I have. Okay. So but I want to admit, it was a little while ago. 
and there was alcohol and marijuana involved in the watching of it. But I did enjoy it for what I remembered of so it. I, I love that remake. Did you see the second one, The Beginning? No, which is I weird. Not. The second one, the beginning. That's it's not exactly part two. The beginning. The beginning. <laughs> that's like a super oxymoron, right? That's like a really big little oxymoron. So I went out to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Beginning with uh, with an old friend that I hadn't hung around with in a while. So we went out to see it, and and at the time I had this expensive uh, Leatherface mask, and so I I was like, all right, well I just have to do it. So I dressed up as Leatherface. Went to the theater, and I get up to concession. I'm like, two tickets to see uh, me, please. And I kind of like circle motioned my face. <laughs> to see, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no. she's like, what? I'm what? like, two, two tickets to see me, please. She's like, I don't get it. Um, hang on one second. Valerie? <laughs> Valerie, like, look at this guy. He wants a ticket to see himself. What do I do? <laughs> then I'm just like... Leatherface, and then she's it's like, mo- "Oh, okay, it, uh, all right." Oh my god, I get it now. Oh, <laughs> so, that's really good. Anyways, that'll be fifteen ninety-five. <laughs> yeah. So then we get to uh, concessions, and we're just standing in line waiting to waiting to get. To Let's all go to the so, lobby. So Let's the, the, the eyes in this Let's mask are still pretty pretty small. Get ourselves some. Obviously, it's it's. I mean, if you see any uh, Leatherface mask, even in the movie, it was uh, it was like an official replica of the movie mask. So it was, it was really cool. But the eyes were very small, so my peripheral wasn't great. <laughs> so, like, I'm asking my friend a question, and I look to the left. I'm like, oh, did you want to do this? And then I'm like, what? The f-? And she's like, I'm over here. I was like, oh, okay. what? So I, then like I, Michael Keaton in the first bat suit where he's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So So I look to my right, and... When my friend says, oh, I'm over here, and I look to the right, the person who is in front of me turns around, sees the mask, and she's like, ah! Oh! And that actually scared the crap out of me. Oh, my God, what? What? And she's like, you scared me. I'm like, I scared you. I didn't scream in your face. <laughs> Pure chaos, it sounds yeah. like. This is why you should watch horror movies <laughs> and the sa- in the safety of your own home. Yeah. So we get into the theater, and then take my mask off and of course some Weisenheimer is all like oh that's the scarier face put your mask back uh, on and for some reason as creative as I am I could not think of a comeback I was like hey, uh, fuck you I, I got nothing and then and then the following year I did uh, I went to see a movie again dressed as Michael Myers and I was ready like I was like oh yeah I, I got a good one for anybody who wants to say anything take the mask off and nobody says anything I was like oh man <laughs> So on in regards to costumes, did you have any crazy costumes as a child? (laughs) Oh God, this is the best. So I had a, like I had the single mom shit. So like it was just (laughs) me and my mom until I was like 10 for, and so she had to make home. The homemade costumes got cool. And I'm a massive Sonic the Hedgehog fan. (laughs) So one year, of course, you know, I knew she knew it was coming for years. I was like, my mom want to be Sonic. She was like, I don't know how we're going to do that. We're going to pick something else. Like, that's too much. And then, I think I was probably, it was school. In school, it's probably six. Six or seven. So she got, like, four or five under me before I was like, bitch, I want to be Sonic the Hedgehog. And she's like, what'd you call me? And I was like, I love you, Mom. Yeah. And <laughs> and uh, so she made me a Sonic costume. She put a, <laughs> if, you can, if you can picture this, okay, <laughs> this little blonde hair, blue-eyed fucking kid who looks like, like an elf. 
So I had a blue toque on, and she used the toque to staple cardboard spikes <laughs> down my back. So she, we made the spikes out of car, giant cardboard. Yeah. So they were 3D. So there was like a set that went down my back and then sets that poked out the sides. And then we stapled those to the toque, to my shirt, and the pants. The shirt was just a blue shirt with, you know, like a cardboard flesh colored thing <laughs> glued to the chest. Then I took a pair of like running shoes that were kind of old and we used red tuck tape that you for the furnace tape. Yeah. And we made this so we left the white hey, rebox. So we left the white hanging out and used the tuck tape. Okay. <laughs> and then she painted my face to look like him. So I had like a black nose and a fleshy mouth and chewed the eyes and shit. And nobody knew who the fuck I was. <laughs> Not a single fucking house. I was like, oh, look, it's Sonic. <laughs> uh, nowadays, because he's actually way bigger now than he was in 1990. I'm going to say this was 1994. I mean, it was like Sonic 1 came out and she's like, no, we're not doing it. And then Sonic 2 came out and she's like, no, we're not doing it. And then Sonic 3 came out and she's like, fuck, maybe next year. And then Sonic and Knuckles came out and she's like, all right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we're just going to do it. Yeah. So I'd, Sonic was a good one. Um... Yeah, you, know, you throw one at me. Did you have a cool so, one? And then I'll, I'll, I'll think on my next one because my mom so made me I, so many good ones. So my mom made a lot of costumes when I was younger. And she made them all for my brother because my brother's two years older. So, so are you the unloved middle child? <laughs> yeah. huh, so, so I was, you've got red hair kind of, a little gingery? In, no. No? No. <laughs> it's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> one for two. That's it. <laughs> so I would get like all my brother's hand-me-downs, homemade costumes. Like, I guess one year my brother wanted to be an astronaut. Well, guess oh. what I was the next year? I was an astronaut. And on this astronaut costume, there were the initials DCS, which were my brother's initials. I was like, yay. Oh, so. <laughs> no. They didn't even, she couldn't cut it off and put like MCS for you. No, no. no then there was another year I got uh, my cousins hand me down costumes but this this costume was dope it was i was a scarecrow and the and it was like a, a thick plaid shirt that had patches on it and coming out of the sleeves it had just like straw colored yarn and there were even on the pants that came with the costume there were like patches and then sometimes coming out of the bottom of the patches was straw colored yarn and all that it was amazing and then so i i went as a scarecrow one year and then there was another year my mom actually did make me a costume and she made one for my brother as well. Same year. It was like, there, it was like double Batmans for Halloween and it was double Batmans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've heard some girls. That's a weird sex fantasy. <laughs> Yeah, but this is my no, brother, duh. Why, this is my brother. Why well, try to make it weird? Why, what would it be like? Would it be like? Would it be like Keaton meets Affleck, or would it? Be, tell me, tell me what the meeting of these double Batmans would be like. Which two Batmans would it have been close to? It would have been uh, kind of like. Adam West meets. Oh my god! Okay, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> kind of like Adam West meets a uh, comic version of Batman. Like, it's not that we were. What about animated series Kevin Conroy Batman? Okay, like okay, versus an Adam close, West. Okay, yeah, close to that. Yeah. I am the knight. Okay. All right, there, citizen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can see that. Okay, it, it makes sense for that. The when it came down to the Batman costumes, like at first it looked so weird to me because being the homemade, it was it's hard just, to look for, for like the nose. Him. It was literally just a point in the mask, and it was up to the protrusion of your nose to make the nose stick. So it looked really fucking weird. Really dumb. So man. that's why I was One like, okay, well, kind of, kind of like Adam West, but it's we didn't actually have a gray and blue Batman. They were both 
black and gray. Yeah, because after 89, when Keaton came out, it were all black <clears throat> with the yellow. That's like it. Yeah. Before that, though, you could get black and blue. Um, gray and blue. Gray and blue, sorry. Um, okay, so so the next costume, I think, that's the coolest one is it's, it gets weird at this point. <laughs> because it's not my mom that made it for me. It was my sister. So my sister's 10 years younger than I am. And oh. <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna, we're gonna do a, co we're gonna do a costume together, and we're gonna have a good time. So this is a really cool story. So, Twenty One Pilots put out Blurry Face in 2015, and it was a huge hit. Everybody thought it was, like, it, was it was the biggest thing. So she said, you can dress, you should dress up like Tyler, the guy with the he had the black painted neck oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the hoodie and the the skeleton costume and all that. And she said, I'll do the drummer. I'm my my sister's um she's a cute girl but she's like I can I can look like a dude I can do it up I mean, she's got short hair so she's like so I've got the short hair already I'll just wear certain you know I'll wear a shirt this way and that way and I'll have drumsticks and I'll do the, my makeup and I'll look like the drummer but everyone will mostly know that you're Tyler and we did it up so well that on Halloween night July Talk was playing at the Danforth Music Hall so we went and after the and we were in the crowd and people were like oh look it's the guys with Twenty One Pilots <laughs> getting pictures and having fun with us in the, in the pit right it was pretty dope but after the show she's like I want to meet them because she'd met them in Calgary and gotten there like they were like they were already kind of friends her in July talk it was weird yeah. to see my little sister and she's like I was I was homies with Mike Turner from Our Lady Peace you know so I sh I kind of showed her the ways of how to wiggle your way into the music industry and yeah. and so she, now she had done it she's like I'm friends with July talk I'm like motherfucker are you serious like I taught you well right so she she, uh, so we, it's after the gig and, and she's like chatting them up and, and they're like, well, we're going to sign stuff and then we'll chill. And we're like, okay, so we're just kind of hanging out. So all the kids start realizing who we're dressed up as. And then our lineup for pictures was longer than the July talk one. <laughs> so kids wanted us, you know, the, they do the, the famous thing where like Tyler's got the gun held, like he's holding his fingers like a gun to buddy's head. And then they have that kind of emo look on their face. And then we would do like the slap from the stressed out video. And people were taking pictures of that. Like we were doing character shit with these kids and then these little kids were coming up and getting pics with us yeah and it was a longer line than fucking than it was for the for the <laughs> for the girl the main girl and the main dude from july talk and they when we went over to hang out with them after they're like what the fuck are you guys doing like you're making us look bad your line was bigger like they noticed and they made a joke of it it was really really cool that was a, an amazing halloween costume experience bam oh yeah what about halloween music this is big for me, okay? Because I'm a music guy, and like I, lo I also love. We're gonna do it. We're gonna talk about this too. We're gonna talk at some point Christmas music because I am a fan. Oh, of, there's some good Christmas music out there, okay? Yeah. Um, but Halloween music, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of so much. So first off, you've got King Diamond. Is it like as soon as Halloween starts? I've been listening to King Diamond for two weeks straight now. If you don't know who King Diamond is, watch Clerks Two. In the movie Clerks Two, which is obviously you know. Um, Jane Silent Bob and it's a Kevin Smith production and it's it's not about them they're side characters like they were in the original Clerks which came out years before but in that movie um they're on the roof dancing or they're going to they're going to have like a romantic dance and they ask um uh, what's it, Jay to play something romantic for them yeah. and instead of playing something romantic he puts on a heavy heavy metal band it's like double k you know, kind of shit. <laughs> and that is King Crimson or King Diamond, sorry. Yeah. And, and which is the guy from Merciful Fate, the singer from Merciful Fate's solo band that he um, started, I think it was in 79 or 80, right after Merciful Fate broke up. They're like a proggy, they're a Danish prog black metal, but it's more than that because it's really poppy at, in moments and it sounds almost like Van Halen sometimes. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> 
They're one of my favorites. I'll get King Diamond, give them a listen for sure. Um, I also really like any Judas Priest or Rob Halford. Rob Halford has Halloween records where he covers This Is Halloween from this, the um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, was it a, is it a complete Halloween without watching The Nightmare Before Christmas? Or at least I see, I, I referencing mean, it? I mean, so many people have argued, and I've been one of those people to argue too, that that would be more of a Christmas movie for me. Because the You're idea not is wrong. because it's Halloween Town, but they're like, no, we want to do something else, so let's do Christmas. You're right. You're right. But I, I've, I've watched but it. But it, ha- it actually did come out at Halloween. It came out at Halloween. I know. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I knew that. I knew that. So it was kind of. Uh, that was 91. Am I correct in that year? Was it 91 that that dropped official? Because I swear to God, I got brought to the theaters, but I, I remember being too young to really comprehend what we were dealing with. <laughs> the first movie I went to the theaters and comprehended was Aladdin. I think that was 93 or 94. It was actually 93. It was 93? Yeah. So I saw it in 93 and I was just too stupid to understand what I was seeing <laughs> because I was probably thinking about just seeing Aladdin the week before and how fucking cool it was yeah. and how this was way lamer. That's all. <laughs> I mean, you're four. What are you going to do? So I enjoy uh, two songs named Scream. One of them by Misfits. Misfits Scream. Misfits is a great amazing. Halloween band. Let's get on to Dig them. Up Her Bones is amazing. Yes. Misfits for Halloween all the way. And then uh, even Avenged Sevenfold has a song called Scream. Fucking Sinister Gates on the guitar. I like when they do the... One of my Avenged is... Nightmare is another really good Halloween-y themed record and song from them. Yeah. They've got a few that are like that. They've got some really good songs that are based around that shit. But the thing I love about Scream is obviously the guitar solo with the sweeps. <laughs> thing that he does. But the best part is when the chorus is there's no real notes. It bends. He just slides up to a no, like one note for a like which is actually a quarter tone out. Yeah. And he just bends up to it like four times and that's the riff. I love bands that take we- like like that's a very West Borland type of thing to do is to take an unorthodox way of playing and go that we're going to base the whole song off of that. That's a really good one to listen to. Marilyn Manson is another artist that like when it's around Halloween, um, there's uh, get into some old you know um, uh, Hollywood. Listen, little, listen, listen to Hollywood. Little Piece of Heaven by Avenged Yep, Sevenfold. that's another one. It's very like... That sounds like they're trying to be dream theater to me. As a prog guy that listens to bands that have keyboards and actually write weird songs To me, about that, that, that just sounded more like they were trying to create a song from Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, it sounded like it had even the instruments. It had like an oboe in it. For me, it sounded like they were trying And when you see them live, they play that part over the PA because none of the people that play those parts are in the fucking band. Yeah. Which is what I just... Anyways... Evanescence doesn't do that. They like, yo, hire 18 bitches to come out and play this song with us right now because we're not going to play it without them. They are them. very politically correct. So, I mean, she, Amy might be like, hey, yo, I don't call anyone bitches. I'm just saying they bring the people out on the road to yeah. make it happen. I love when you see somebody do it live. I've seen Dream Theater play with live orchestra. Um, Guns N' Roses has done it too for like um, uh, November Rain and all that. I just like it when they bring it real. It's annoying to hear it over. I saw Avenged play a little piece of heaven. That was their encore back in the day. Have you ever heard there was a, a classic uh, rap song from the 90s that was based around the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, and it's A Nightmare on My Street by Fresh Prince and yes. DJ Jazz. Yes, yes. Oh, dude, of course I've heard it. Is that a real question? Like, oh, my goodness. Like, no, man. I, we got to grow up in one of the coolest eras for corny music that was, like, acceptable. You know what I mean? Like, really. Uh, Will Smith, when he was rapping back in those days, it was very... 
uh, like he was good at enunciating. Like all the words were slow enough. Now I have a story that I'd like to tell about this guy. We I all don't know. know. Had me scared as hell. I don't know, man. For me, I was too busy chilling out, Max, and relaxing. I didn't pay attention to none of that, bro. I was too busy shooting b-ball out behind the school, you know, <laughs> fucking with guys up to no good in my neighborhood. You know, sorry, I didn't know what I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh man, Halloween costumes that are absolutely amazing and music that is absolutely amazing. Like those are the best parts of Halloween for me. It's like listening to cool Halloween music and doing me and my wife back when we were doing our thing. I ex-wife now. Um, we, we, we used to have these crazy Halloween parties at our place, 20, 30 people in an apartment that definitely should not have had that many people in it. <laughs> our landlord upstairs would go away every Halloween season to Cancun or whatever. And we'd fill the place. Me and my buddy did Jay and Silent Bob one year. I kind of look like Jason Mewes, a much less sexy version of Jason Mewes. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, I, so I stood outside with a yellow jacket and sang the song, oh, shit, motherfucker, shit, motherfucker, motherfucker, people, and, and razzed everybody who came in. Hey, Silent Bob, you see this fine looking bitch right here? I'm going to be all up in that by about 12, 13, and I guarantee What's up, boy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just kind of make it. And it was so much fun. That was a really good one. And then my, my wife at the time did Ariel that year oh, yeah. and for anybody <clears throat> who knows me and my soft spot for gingers <clears throat> <laughs> and the fact that the little mermaid came out in 1990 one or two and i was like four or five and that was like my first i was like i got a little tingle like, oh, what's happening i had no idea and i that was i was doomed <laughs> from that point forward to be just like <laughs> of my, my life first boner was to a ginger ruined by gingers but yeah so she did ariel so it was a good year i was jason muse and she, she she was ariel it was a, no, there was no nobody lost that year it was a win-win year but i think that was the last time i did a costume that i took really serious so uh, this year i don't know because i'm always playing now i'm a musician i don't know if you've ever done this but i play pretty much every halloween last halloween because you have to, pl I play drums or I'm playing guitar. I have to wear something where I can move and I sing and sweat. So I usually just have a balaclava, like Tom McDonald style. Yeah. And I just put the balaclava on and I dress in all black and I'm like, I'm a thief. And then I can play drums or guitar and I'm just, I'm so, flexible. So in my band. And I can take your shit and you can't get mad about it. So when I was in the band MDI, which stood for more dumb initials, we played a Halloween party at my bassist bomb shelter. Like he had a bomb shelter. A bomb shelter? Yeah, it was pretty fucking dope. Fuck yeah, man. And shit ton of people were there because even his brother invited people over. And while we were waiting to play, like we played some and then we took a break. And then in between, I started playing a, a Slipknot beat on the drums. And then my drummer didn't want to play again. He did it before he forgot. Sorry. And then my drummer didn't want to play again. He's like, "Well, like, oh, yeah. why don't you be a drummer then? Yeah, why don't you be?" I'm like, you're, "Okay, you're you're the you're the band's drummer, man. Just fucking." I'm like, "I like to play drums. I'm sorry if some of it sounded better than you can play. I'm not trying to upstage you. I'm simply just playing for the joy of it. Okay, you're this band's drummer. Get on drums and stop bitching. <laughs> if you're a musician that doesn't get excited over people who are better than you and like to absorb and learn." and you get jealous and mad when someone's better than you, then you need to stop being a musician and go get a job at Walmart and leave us all the fuck alone because we're so tired of you. We all just want to party and play and learn from each other. And if you're not part of that community, out, I just want to point out away. when I worked at Walmart, it wasn't because I was an insanely jealous musician. I just want to say ah, that. <laughs> I'm no offense to Walmart. I'm just saying, get a job and leave the rest of the music community alone so that we can thrive and learn from each other and keep our community dope because you're ruining it. You're all ruining it. Anyways, I know what you're talking about with that kind of stuff. That's fun. Halloween. Oh, I did a kiss cover band. Oh my God. This is one of the best. This is one of the best Halloweens I've ever had. 
So I'm in Durham College. I'm in school for music, and I've hooked up with some buddies of mine. Not sexually. <laughs> I hooked up with some friends of mine to play music. And it, they're like, let's do a Kiss cover band for Halloween. And our singer can, is really good at imitating Paul Stanley because I'm he was definitely bisexual for sure. So he had a really good ball ah, that he could do. And, and he would kill the Paul Stanley shit. He'd bring people up on stage and get them to pour beer in his mouth. Like he was he, he was a showman to the 10th degree. Yeah. And he fucked us all out of the money we made as a band. So he's a true Paul Stanley in every fucking way. So anyways, it was pretty cool because we played a Halloween party in 2006 or seven or something like that at Durham College. And it was that was a hoot because I had I was the drummer. So I had to I had to wear a, a leotard. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so I had to wear a leotard, and I had to and, and and I I'm blonde, so I had got this weird like spray paint shit where it's like make your hair black yeah, yeah, for yeah. like three days. Hair paint, yeah, hair paint, but it works. Yeah, but doesn't work when you're a drummer because you sweat. <laughs> you're so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm up there, and they gave me like a. T- Three or four minute drum solo at one point when they had to change their guitars to their drop D guitars. They're like, we'll give Alex a solo and then we'll go switch to drop D and then we'll come out and we'll do this song and we'll go, you know, it'll be all good. So I'm doing my and all this black fucking dye is in my in my eyes and in my mouth and dripping on the snare and it burns and it smells like something that's gonna eat the ozone layer. So you got hair pain in your eyes while drumming, you're all in the background going, yeah, I was like, wow, this guy's really, really, really hardcore. I think he's bleeding out of his skull while he plays. It was insane. So, yeah, that's another amazing Halloween memory. Man, Halloween's one of the best times of year. It's always a fucking good time. Yeah. I got a Halloween party I'm supposed to go to on the 23rd this month. Yeah. Yeah, I plan on making bad decisions. It'll be good times. So one of my um, one of my favorite things to do too around Halloween, when, like I said, you know, doing the the costume stuff, and you know, if you're getting ready to go to a party or you're getting ready to you know get your costume on and all that kind of shit, you put on some Halloween music. I used to put on these crazy Halloween parties and we'd make these massive playlists with a lot of the artists I talked about. Um, I like bands that are like actually haunted. Like people, Led Zeppelin's got the whole you know play certain songs backwards, and you can hear like you know the devil stuff. T- telling you to do things. Um, there's the whole Suicide Solution by Ozzy. You know, if you play it backwards, it tells yeah, you, yeah, yeah. get the gun, <laughs> whatever. There's all this crazy shit out there. Um, but the first, like, it, you got to take heavy metal back to its roots, okay? So heavy metal is like the scary music. Black metal, you know, death metal, anything that's considered scary music, when it's when you we take it all the way back to the very beginning and you, you bring it down, like, like, like a tournament, you know what I mean? To who inspired who, it comes to Sabbath. Sabbath's the, at the very beginning of it all. There's really, Sabbath and Zeppelin. And Black Sabbath has a really cool, cool story that's kind of interesting to talk about. So they were originally a jazz band called Earth, and they were very, you know, ding, 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 ding. You know, it was jazz. It was fucking jazz, you yeah. know. And Ozzy would go up there and sing blues. He'd be like, "My baby left me," you know. And 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 they did well, and they played churches and stuff. But you know, they would get booked at these places, and and they would think that they would they would get mixed up with another band called Earth, and they would think, and I think the other band was like a really Christian band. So they would show up, and then they'd be singing, you know, songs like "Wicked World" and "NIB," and they'd be like, "The fuck is going on? This is not what we booked." So they were sitting around hammered probably on quaaludes one day wondering what the fuck to do with you know their band and bill ward and geezer butler the drummer and the bass player so we should play you know people go to the movies to see scary movies and get scared and get yeah. thrilled you know why don't we play scary music and people will come to the shows to get like kind of thrilled by the you know these scary lyrics and these scary riffs 
And then Tony Iommi, who's the guitar player in the band, was in a really shitty accident where he chopped off three of his fingers on his fretting hand. So it really hurt. He made these uh, um, caps out of wax for his fingers so he could play guitar because he was like severely depressed and was ready to off himself if he didn't fix this. But it hurt to push these stubby fingers that were left on the fretboard. So he decided to tune the strings down oh, instead yeah. of it being in a standard E tuning. If you want to get music nerdy, boys, um, guitars are tuned to E, A, D, G, B, E, which is a normal tuning from thick to thin. And he was like, well, that hurts, so I'm going to tune it down, you know, a step or two. Hell, maybe even one and a half. Like, why not? Let's just do this. And that's when, you know, songs like Sweet Leaf and Into the Void and all that stuff kind of came to be. So they decided to write scary music. And then Bill Ward, the, the bass player. No, was it Bill? It was Geezer. It was Geezer Butler. It was the bass player. Geezer had this really scary dream. <laughs> There's definitely drugs involved in all these <laughs> stories, boys. Of course. 100%. So um so he had this uh this vision where he woke up in the night and he and and there was a demon at the end of his bed sitting very calmly and looking at him and and telling him, you know, what to and speaking in tongues and scaring the shit out of him and he was like, "Get out of here." Like he got up and he was like awake and he's like, "Oh my god, this isn't a dream." Like it really got to him. And so it was a it was kind of a crazy experience. So they decided to sit down and he told the guys about this and they wrote a song called Black Sabbath. About, you know, the whole, and if anybody has heard the song, you know, the lyric is, what is this that stands before me? Figure in black, you know, that points at me. All this kind of shit, you know, trying to run away from the demon, but you're trapped in your own bedroom. It's it's a scary fucking song about having a nightmare. And, it's, and it was a legitimate out-of-body experience that was probably related to drugs and Ouija boards. <laughs> so, you know, they played that riff, that scary tritone riff, and... uh he wrote those lyrics and then they became Black Sabbath and people were like, what is this? Like, what are we doing? What are, we booked these guys and they're playing like devil music. What is going on? And then all of a sudden they, they put some like, I think it was like, I think it was like 800 pounds or something together to go cut their first record. Some, some ridiculous number that equals like a thousand bucks today. And they cut the first Black Sabbath record and they got that picture with the evil witch lady on the front. And it was like number 16 on Billboard, like a month later. And they found out by like waking up and, you know, asking their mom to pour them cereal or whatever the <laughs> fuck. And opening up Billboard like magazine or whatever, seeing it in the paper at the bus stop and going, oh, bloody fuck, man. My record is on there. I'm sorry, I don't do a very good <laughs> accent of English people. Anyways, they were they were pretty surprised that they were doing well. So that's kind of the story of Black Sabbath and how they started. Ozzy doesn't do a good English. No, he doesn't. So War Pigs and 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 Sweet Leaf and all that shit and the down tune, that weird tone, you know, that they have all came and stemmed from this kind of really personal and and lots of bands have experimented with Ouija boards and and Satanism and getting into the dark arts to try and get in touch with writing and you know doing music and people say Zeppelin did it. You know, a lot of these bands, if you want to get into some conspiracy shit. A lot of these bands um, were into Aleister Crowley, which is why Ozzy wrote a song Mr. called Mr. Crowley. Crowley. And if you, I mean, if you want to do the research on who Aleister Crowley was, he was not a nice man. He was a very sinister, evil fucking dude that did crazy stuff. But these bands were fascinated by this cult that followed him and, yeah. and, and these people that worshipped a man that's just a little out of his head. And it was, um, it was interesting. So there's a lot of music written about that. And, you know, the idea of the tritone and the idea of power chords and distortion and minor keys. And that all evolved from him going, my fucking fingers hurt. I'm going to have to make these strings a bit more loose. And Bill Ward having, or sorry, Geezer Butler having a, a bad dream. So I think that's pretty cool that personal experiences can change the whole world. You know, I mean, heavy music's evolved from, from that experience. So that's pretty cool. 
So, do you believe in ghosts? One hundred percent. And I'm not okay. This is the part of the podcast where I'm going to say I'm not being sarcastic from here on out at all. Okay, <laughs> not at all. Not even a little bit. I one. Even though I'm smiling, I'm smiling because shit gets <laughs> so real when you talk about this stuff. I definitely believe in ghosts and spirits and and entities that are outside there, of our realm there of will, understanding. There will always be somebody who says, oh, there's an explanation for that. And quite often there is, and you have to keep an objective mind when it comes down to a lot of shit. Like even, so I myself have had plenty of experiences and before I'm straight, before I jump straight to, oh, it's a ghost. It's like, well, maybe it was this. Okay, well, no, maybe maybe it wasn't that. Maybe, maybe it was, okay, maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was, and you have to rule out so many things before you can go, oh, no, it's a ghost. So interesting that you were talking about uh, the, the, the demon sitting at the end of, end of the bed. So when it comes to shadow people, which are, uh, I guess, pretty popular in the ghost world nowadays, and a lot of people... Th- so science quite often tries to dismiss ghostly apparitions and appearances and, and experiences as the power of suggestion. The power of suggestion is one thing that they just kind of shrug off saying like, no, it's your mind playing a trick on you because you heard something about it. And then when you're alone and you're, and you kind of start thinking about it and then you hear like a small sound of like the house settling or something like that. And if the house is settling and, and you have that in your mind, you'll automatically think, Oh my God, it was this. So when it comes down to uh, shadow people, on uh, my podcast, A Shot of Paranormal, I was doing research on shadow people. And I was like, well, how long have these alleged shadow people been around for? And while trying to research shadow people, it, it's kind of come down to, actually, I've had a few online discussions where I, I was saying like, oh, they're in the Quran stuff too. Like they've been around forever. Yes. And I had somebody comment saying like, uh, I'm, I'm of the Muslim community. I, I follow the Quran. It's like, well, they're not in there. And it's like, oh, so are jinn not in the, the Quran? Cause that's what shadow people are often referred to or jinn. And then she was like, oh, I did not know that. Yes. Jinn are in the Quran oh. for, for years and years ago. Like the Quran speaks of, uh, God's, creations or Allah's creations or the prophet's creations as being uh, humans. And then shadow people were born from fire, like smoke and fire. And these are alternate dimensional beings that, I mean, nobody really, really knows what they are. Nobody knows if they're, they're paranormal, if, uh, or if they're alien or if they're just clear. Yeah. Or whether they're just like our Bible, it's big as fuck. (laughs) Open for interpretation. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, but, but some of the, the bigger things, even in the Quran, would suggest that they're interdimensional beings, that they essentially have their own dimension. We have our own dimension. J- they're just the ones that are able to cross over. Right. And, and essentially with a lot of these uh, shadow people's uh, experiences, or sorry, the people that experience shadow people, it comes down to quite often science saying like, well, no, that's, that's the power of suggestion and not everybody knows about it. So quite often if somebody has an experience, it's like, oh, you had an experience with a shadow person? Well, what did this person look like? Oh, well, he had a hat and it was a black silhouette and he had two red eyes. It's like, oh, okay, well, you've met the hat man and this person will have never have heard of the hat man. But if you look up the hat man, there's, there's like a vast amount of people who have experienced also experienced something the hat man. And ultimately that ties into sleep paralysis. So quite often when it comes to sleep paralysis, they've uh, is where people have discovered this hat man. When, so I watch um, 
footage of people uploading stuff to uh, Nuke's Top 5 on YouTube, or there's another one, Project Dark Knight. And quite often people will submit their footage. And I can handle like a lot of ghost stuff and all that stuff. But when I, when I come across like shadow people things, I'm just like, oh, okay, what was that noise? And you see a black silhouette head kind of poke out and poke back in. And you're like, um, uh, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go check. So if it came down to me actually being in a horror movie, I would die first. Like if, if I heard, really, if I heard a noise, I'm like, what the fuck was that? Let me go investigate. And I will voluntarily like, I have to go see what it is. I have to, I have to. But if I'm going to see what it is, no Mark, don't. <laughs> if I'm going to see what it is and I see a, a head, like a, just a, a black silhouette head pop out and I can't make out facial features. And I, and I suspect that it's a shadow figure. I'm getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> You're the kind of guy who'd be like, hello, hey, what's your name? <laughs> Don't lie to me. You wouldn't run away. You'd be like, hey, I'm Mark. <laughs> like, like, I'm the police. Do you want to be friends? <laughs> what's it like on the afterlife? <laughs> fuck, man. So quite often when it comes down to people's experiences, they often start off with Ouija boards. And from what I understand, you have a Ouija board story. So... We might tell some stories tonight, and some of these stories have happened to us, and some of them have happened to our friends, and some of them just happened. None of it really matters. All that matters is that Some it's of them true. happened to a friend of a friend of mine. Freaky stories. <laughs> Submitted for the approval of, <laughs> of the Midnight, Midnight Society. Society. I call this story... <laughs> Alex Gets Really Fucking Scared of Ghosts, 2005. So for anyone who doesn't know what we're referencing, there's a show called Are You Afraid of the Dark? Back from on YTV. <laughs> Interesting fact that nobody will get. There's a girl character on Letterkenny called Gay, and she becomes Stuart's girlfriend. She's beautiful, and she's really cool, and she's really funny. She used to be on Are You Afraid of the oh, Dark? Nice. With... A bunch of other really interesting, a lot of actors that are Canadian you don't know, but that's where they started. It's so cool. Anyways. Just before we get into the story, just so everybody knows, Are You Afraid of the Dark is currently running with a newer first and second season. I think they're, they're, they just aired their second season. So there's new Are You Afraid of the Darks on Nickelodeon. With like new, not, not, new yeah, kids? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I need to check that out and see just that there's because I've seen like you know when you're on YouTube and you're bored and you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna check out ten minutes of what this are you afraid of the dark episode where they were trapped in the mall and they kept going up the escalator and it just went right back to the beginning and they were like ah how do I get out of here remember that I'm gonna check that out and you're like wow that episode was bad <laughs> but when I was a kid I was like oh my god they'll never get out anyways on a serious note so. I um for I would say for most of my life I was not into the paranormal thing. I didn't believe in ghosts and all that kind of stuff. My mom when I was young was like, you know, I was I was really religious or forced into religion when I was a kid, so you could kind of choose whether you want to believe in this kind of stuff or not. So I got the choice. And of course, when you're given the choice, you're like, mm, fuck all that. That doesn't make <laughs> any sense to me. It's not something I could see, taste, smell, touch, so I don't believe it, right? So you become an ignorant person to these things. So I move in with a roommate of mine. You heard it here first. He openly admitted to being ignorant. Just, just a heads up. Oh, Anyways. Yeah. I'm so. one of the most ignorant motherfuckers <laughs> you will ever meet. But I do learn from my mistakes, so that's not complete ignorance. Right. And this is a good example of it. So I don't believe in this shit. I move in with a buddy of mine, and he gets a Ouija board and says, let's use this Ouija board. And I'm like, fine. It's not real. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. We'll stop playing games, and uh, we'll do this. So we play with the Ouija board, and this boy, little boy mess starts sending us stuff talking about and we're asking you know who he is and 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 he talks about how he was in a car accident 
and, you know, this small little town up north that it happened in. And, uh, you know, it, we, we do this for like two or three nights where we're communicating with this kid. And it's like, for me, I'm not zero. I'm, I'm literally playing Assassin's Creed while he's doing this. And I'm like, ask him this. What's his favorite color? Does he like pizza? Is, does pineapple belong on pizza? Like, I'm just being an asshole about the entire thing. And, and my roommate is not, <laughs> not being an asshole. He's taking it quite seriously. So weird shit starts happening. Okay, they talk, he talks to this kid for two or three nights. I don't know the exact details of the conversation or what exactly. All I know is that he maybe pissed, this, maybe pissed him off or something. So we're sleeping in our separate rooms. We have a landlord who lives upstairs, and we hear, like, like boom, like the biggest bang you can think, like noise, like, like, like a tree hit the house or something blew up. Like it was like, holy fuck, like right on a bed, like, like real shit. And me and my roommate both come out of our rooms and they go, did you fucking hear this? I fucking heard that. What's going on? So we go upstairs to our landlord, Ron, and we're knocking on the door. Ron, 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 Ron gets up. He's pissed. He's like, what are you guys going on about? We're like, did you not hear the big bang? Is everything okay upstairs? And he's like, you guys, he yells at us. He's mad about us waking him up. We go downstairs. Every fucking cupboard in our kitchen is open. All of them. We have like 12. Like, Did you guys play the blame game? Like, who the fuck oh, did you dude, fucking do it? You think, are you serious? This is the drummer in my band. I'm screaming. I'm, I'm like, you think this is fucking funny? Did you pay someone to come here? Because I was with you. I was with you. I know it wasn't you. This isn't funny. I have work in the morning. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it's real life, right? And he's yeah. like, swear to God. Like, no, it wouldn't. So anyways, you know, you, you go to sleep. But this shit continues, okay? He, he keeps using the board and weirder stuff starts. I'm coming home. There's a can of tomato sauce smashed in the middle of the kitchen. Middle. I know it's in the pantry. How did it get? How did, you know, just dumb shit like that. Um, electricity is starting to, like, I'm having problems with, with, with power in my room. This is a, a newly renovated house. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here. It's getting weirder and weirder and weirder. I go to the fucking library to look up what year this kid says that he died in, Okay. And I find the, you know, when you watch the movie and the guy's going through the old newspaper articles, Yeah, <laughs> I swear to God, dude, okay, it's cliche and everybody can sit back and laugh and be like, oh, look at this guy, he's like, well, he's in secret window, wasn't he? It's like, no, I'm dead serious. I find the news article of the car accident with this fucking kid who dies and I bring it home and show it to the roommate. And he goes, oh shit. So he like tries to ask the, the spirit because now I'm in, like now I'm yeah. in, I'm like, like, this fucking kid is talking to us. There's no way this Ouija board knows how to send me messages that are related to a, a newspaper from the, from the fucking 50s that I found at the Oshawa Public Library. This, this is real. Like, I'm freaking out in my head, right? But in the back of my head, I've got, like, life to deal with. So, at some point, we just, we can't handle it. The noises, the, the cupboards, like, all the shit. And now my landlord's coming down and going, you guys are making a bunch of noise last night. I heard you guys. And I'm going to, like, we're going to get kicked out of our place because he's hearing noises and we're past. Like, my, uh, my roommate woke up at 5 a.m. to work at, at, in Toronto. So he was like, you know, we had to be in quiet by 10. So I know it was bullshit. Things got weird. And we, it started to, like, my life was falling apart because this fucking demon, like, I'm going to lose my place. One of my good buddies is ready to fuck off. So we just tried to just decide to destroy the Ouija board so that we can, you know, cease communication with this thing. And that's, we look up online and like, how do I get rid of this spirit? It's fucking with us. They got to split the Ouija board and you got to like burn it or separate it in different places. So anybody who knows Oshawa, I'm going to be describing places in Oshawa for the next little bit, which is a town in Canada. So we get this Ouija board and we get on a motorcycle that I'm driving. Okay. 
and we decide to go to the Midtown Mall with our broken Ouija board and put one half in the dumpster behind the Midtown Mall. This is before the DMV was there. We get there, we put the half in the dumpster, he gets on the bike, and we leave the parking lot. While we're leaving the parking lot, it's a clear night, he hits me in the back of the head with the other half of the Ouija board, and I dump the bike. So the bike is on the ground, I get off the bike, and I'm fucking losing it. What the fuck, dude? Look, like, dude, I gotta replace this, like, what the fuck? Like, are you, and he's like, dude, I didn't do it. You dumped it. You dumped us. I, I didn't dump shit. You hit me and I dumped the bike. He's like, dude, I, why would I hit you in the head? I'm on the fucking back. Like you got to, tr- I would never do that. Like, seriously, man. Like we're fucking yelling at each other. Yeah. Right. And then I'm low. Where's the fucking half of the Ouija board? Where'd you, that you hit me with? I know you hit me with something solid and that's the only thing you were holding. Okay. So we go over to the bike. We look for the other half of the Ouija board and I uh, can't find it. We go back to the dumpster that we put the Ouija board on top of and the other half of the Ouija board is gone too. <laughs> we spent an hour and a half in that lot searching for the fucking, the half that was dumped with the bike and the half we put in the dumpster is a hundred meters between it and we could not find it. No fucking, and then it never, nothing came of it after that. Everybody left us alone, but that's, that's my last one. That was the <laughs> last time I fucked with any of that shit. It's fucking real, man. Don't mess around. <laughs> there is things we don't comprehend. And when you start messing with it, it it's it laughs at you. It's like, oh, you you don't understand the level I'm on. So I'm gonna make sure you understand that you're out of your, your league. It's like they get off on it. It's interesting. So yeah, I love those types of movies and I love these types of stories, especially when they're real. I could listen to these types of podcasts where people tell these stories for hours. But that's a real one that happened to me. I did up until that point, I was a true you're an idiot if you believe that. Like Casper was a fun show. <laughs> that was my opinion yeah. after this that experience I was like I can't wait to die so I can haunt somebody yes <laughs> so I've I've had uh, plenty of experiences myself but rather than talking about my experiences I, I I gotta say I'm glued to Project Dark Knight on YouTube and the reason why I'm glued to it is because this guy he's people are sending him clips of their experiences and it happens more than just once. Like this guy will follow uh, these people for months. And over the span of months, it'll be footage after footage after footage after footage. And the host will talk about how it progressively gets worse. And he'll talk about the specific phases of all these horrific experiences. So like it starts off as uh, simple things like things moving on their own. Like, oh, did you see that cup slide? Did you see the chair move? And, uh, and it's like, oh, you did. And it's like, are you scared? And it's, well, yes, you are. You're obviously scared. You saw something move. You kind of freak out a little bit. And you're like, what the fuck was that? I, I didn't do it. It's just small things. But you try to play it off as like something kind of. Uh, like I said, you attack each other, though. You're like, I didn't do it. Yes, you did. Yeah. Don't fuck with me. This isn't funny. Yeah. I swear to God, bro. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. The blame game uh, comes into you play. Start, you start swearing on things that, you, that, that it's, it's like, swear on your grandmother's grave or something, you know? <laughs> I'm well, not going to swear on my grandmother's grave, but I didn't do it. You fucking did it because you, you won't swear. <laughs> <laughs> and you start getting offended. If you won't swear on her grave, then you definitely did it. Like, Wait a minute. This is what it wants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so it's always it's always... In phases. So it's always smaller occurrences first of things that you try to play off as other things. Like, oh, no, it's probably the wind blowing or a truck passing by that shook the apartment or whatever. 
I just want to point out too. So I'm in a, a couple uh, paranormal groups on Facebook, and people all the time will post uh, photos and be like, "This is this is this is real." Look at the orbs. It's like, okay, it's a hard sell with photos though. Like yeah. video is, I think, is a lot more believable because with video, it's harder to doctor. I yeah. mean, it's possible, but it's harder. Photos is so fucking. Oh yeah, dude, we've, we've all had a orbs. Photoshop course. Well, no, but I, I also just mean like orbs. It's like, oh my god, there's an orb, there's a ghost. And it's like, oh, you mean that dust particle that the light's reflecting off of, <laughs> yeah. or that bug that's flying yeah. in front of your fucking lens? Yeah, take a Photoshop class and you'll know what that actually <laughs> yeah. the fuck is. <laughs> or or shine your light uh, just with with a or shine your camera towards uh, a bright light and then you'll get the the green little lens flare. It's like, oh my god, there's a ghost. It's like, oh, you mean that that lens flare spot? Or for some reason you're filming a, a campfire and it's like, oh, again, lens flare. <laughs> if there's any light yeah. kind of towards your camera. But the lens flare is in the shape of Jesus' face. <laughs> <laughs> So with like the small things kind of moving around the- on, yeah. <laughs> so with the small things, all the small things kind of moving around on their own, the next phase, it kind of picks up a little bit. You'll hear small knocks, uh, lights turning on by themselves. Kind of, not, not, I mean, you, <laughs> if, if you don't hear crows at any time, you don't have to r- relate them to ghosts. If you hear that, somebody's watching Friday the 13th on, <laughs> around you so to go from like things moving to to small knocks lights turning on by themselves one of the one of the next phase is usually cupboards and doors slightly opening uh lights turning on by themselves usually by the end of that phase the faucets are turning on (laughs) and that's when you say (laughs) and uh and like toys are turning on by themselves Oh, shit! And that's usually a good time to get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, get out of your lease. So the small knocks will then eventually turn into the loud bangs. And, the, like, the sole purpose at this point is just to try to scare you. Because whatever whatever is around you... Are they you, getting off on it? Like, is it a thing? It's, like, it's, there's feeding, not, it's feeding off your energy. There's not much going on in the afterlife. So they know that the... Um, the anxiety that you're going to get is going to, they're going to be, because I think, I think a lot, when you, when you talked like scientifically about a lot of this, it's, it's like literally the vibrations that you put off, like your vibe, yeah. like the, the anxiety, the heightened anxiety that you get changes the atmosphere of the room and it changes the humidity in the room based on everything from your perspiration to the way your brain chemicals are, are reacting. And I've, I, I, what the stuff that I've read is that, that the entity or whatever it can feed feed off of that because it's just it's yeah beyond so us. The more afraid you are, the more energy you're giving off. Exactly, and, and that's what that. And anybody that can read a room, you know what I mean, knows that that's that's a fact. Like I mean, amongst just regular people, I mean, you can walk into a room with a bunch of people who are scared, and you can feel that. You can walk into a room of people who are excited, and you can feel that. You don't need to talk to anybody. You could be blind as a bat, walk into a room, and feel that everyone's excited to see you, or that everybody's like this fucking guy. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, to- yeah, that's the kind of stuff that you gotta. So with the run loud, with it. so after the loud bangs, it eventually gets to the bangs on your doors or the doors opening. Oh, but it's not on the bangs own. on your girl though. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that to me, guys. Yeah, she's like, oh wow. Your girl's like, oh my you, god, you were, some, you were pretty good. That's last some good night. dicking like, last night. Fuck? You're like, I was, uh, I uh, was at work last night, babe. I got home at seven this morning. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh-oh. It gets to the point where sometimes uh, your doorbell will ring and you'll hear footsteps. And by People this have point, doorbells? And by this point, you're actively freaked out. Like, when, when you hear the footsteps walking around, you're like, uh, what the fuck? And even watching some of these videos on Project Dark Night, when you see somebody, like, 
who, who hears a noise coming from downstairs and they take their camera to the top of the stairs and they go down to like the landing and they're like, uh, hello. And then you hear coming towards you. You're like, what the fuck? Like you instantly, <laughs> even watching, even watching it. It's like, oh my God, what the fuck? Like that would freak me out. Dude. And even so like with the experiences that I've had of like seeing like, I don't know, food, like uh, I had a bag of popcorn sitting on the coffee table one time while I was on my computer. And then like, it just, fell off on its own. Like it was laying flat on the table. Was and it here? It was here. Okay, I'm going, bye. Been better. <laughs> Good night, boys. That's bad. So shot pod and I'm out. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was uh, on my computer and all I, all I heard was the bag hit the floor and I was like, what the, f-? And, and I turned around and I was like, oh, well that's, all right, well, I'll eat my popcorn in a minute. Give me, Give me a minute. <laughs> that house that I was in in Pickering where that, that whole thing yeah. happened when we drove back out here, it's, that's, I have, I, I truly believe that it, it was the house because like I've lived a bunch of places since I don't, I don't have the same kinds of issues, but yeah, I'm there with was, you on that. There was one night. Okay. So staring at the fireplace mantle, you see the two pictures that are up there. One of uh, Tamara's daughter and one of her stepdaughter. And when it came to the picture of her daughter, there was one night that it just fell forward on its own. It's, and it's let me tell the you, there's no draft down here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no, it's quite warm. <laughs> so, so the picture fell over on its own, and I, I explained it to her, and she was like, "What the, f- what? Yeah, the spirits hate your kids. Sorry. <laughs> I think, I think it's it not was- your kids' fault. Spirits just assholes. Just don't like children, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so she, young and innocent. So instantly Fuck she was you. like, "Well, I don't, I, I don't want to go down there." So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So after it gets to the, um, like the, the doorbell and, and the footsteps and all that stuff and the footsteps running at you, one of the most terrifying things is probably the, the physical assault stages. And that's just like where you're walking around and all of a sudden you feel a, like a burning sensation. You look down and it's like, oh shit, I've been scratched from what? No idea. That's, and I mean, this isn't stuff that I, I have a lot of personal experience with, but I love digging in when, you know, when you have a personal experience, like the one that I had and the ones you've had, you start digging in, you're like, well, how fucking far does this rabbit hole go? And you start getting into, you know, reading about, you know, kids that are having visions from past lives and people that are like literally have scars and burns. They just yeah. wake up like that. And it, and there's no explanation. There's video footage of them in a room all night, not being t- touched or anything. And there it is. Like, you know, there's no way that all the millions of things you see out there, that they're all fake. There's just no fucking way. Yeah. Some of it is, is, I mean, there's definitely shit out there that you're like, okay, you know what I mean? But there's uh, what is it? There, there's something called, I think it's called paradelia, per, pareidolia. Okay. It's something like that where it's your mind plays tricks on it, where somebody's like, I see a face. And it's like, that's just the grainy pixelization of a photo. It's like, but some shit is just undeniable. Yeah. Like, 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 let me talk and look at the experience we were talking about. Like the whole, you know, I mean, it's a first person experience where we can both describe it the exact same way. He's like, you hit me in the head. Uh, no, no, I didn't. Where's the stuff? Ah, let's get out of here. <laughs> like, I mean, that's just one of those things where you just look at each other and you go, we can't explain it. I accept that and I can move on. And it takes a person that's in touch with spirituality to do that. So depending on how far you go down the rabbit hole and if you actually believe in possession, Essentially, uh, the stories of, of demons with them starting out this haunting is, is essentially Ooh, where my mother can get. I will, oh, one of the, my mom could give me crazy stories about that. So it's it's what it leads up to. So if you think of all these bangings and and them trying to feed off your energy, mm. and if you're with somebody, it'll get to the point where it does something to the person you're with, to the point where that person's like, you know what, fuck this, I can't stay here, but somebody has to stay there. So now it's kind of succeeded because it's isolated you. Yes. So. 
I believe in it. It's in in, in a way that um, there are people who have control over it too. So I'm telling a story for my mom here, but she would fucking attest to this. No problem. She's dope like that. My mom was uh, like I said, forced into being religious. I guess you could say she wasn't a very religious kid, but like it was, it was a big part of the family. And now you know it's years later, and we can all sit back and laugh about things. But she'll to this day she'll be like, there were times at church where there was like a really bad kid. You know what I mean? That, that that they would go up and try and like exercise the demons from. My mom grew up Pentecostal in, uh, in the East Coast. Okay, so it was like Bible Belt, like make, you're not allowed to wear jeans or dresses. Like it, it was very strict. Yeah. And so she rebelled from that and kind of ran away from the religion. So she's not a religious person. So for her to tell the story, you know what I mean? It means more because she's not kind of caught up in that spirituality. Yeah. She doesn't really believe in a lot of it. But when she tells this, and she'll be like, yeah, I had, I've seen 12-year-old girls that were just really bad kids, and they they, they, they they go up, and they do their thing, and they speak in tongues, and the fucking kids are <laughs> like, she's like, and I swear to God, like, it's, it's there's no, Megatron. there is no fucking way that kid made that noise. It, she's like, and I was there. And then you're just like, whoa, what was that? I'm going back to Sunday school. I don't need to be in the main room on Sundays anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's kind of interesting that when she tells those kinds of things. So she's had that experience and I've had mine. You can only hear. So, and then, you know, um, I've heard many of experiences, truck drivers specifically. Now I know they deal with fatigue a lot, but truck drivers have the craziest stories about seeing stuff on the roads in the States and in the woods and out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere when they're, you know, dr driving around. Mm -hmm. That's some of the coolest stories to listen to because there's no way they're all fake. Some of them are, they'll describe somebody coming up and saying something and then they'll find a news story that makes, oh, there was a car accident at that intersection where the truck was 40 years ago where a guy died delivering yeah. a load of freezies and he's going, who wants a freezy? I don't know. I'm using a loose <laughs> example, but I'm saying it's like that easy to connect the dots. Yeah. In some of these situations where you're like, wow, man, like that's fucking crazy. So I, I think that's interesting. So to go from the, uh, to the point where the spirit isolates you and once, once it isolates you, it'll, it'll lay everything on as, as thick as it can to the point where you're exhausted. And then when you're exhausted is more or less when your defenses are down. Like you're like, you're, you're so well, you can hallucinate then. You're, yeah. You like, can hallucinate. You're so tired. You're so scared to the point where you just can't really do anything. And then essentially that's, Putty lead to? in a demon's hands. Yeah. Idle hands are the devil's playthings, aren't they? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, they are. yes, they are. You had to think about that for a second. Though. <laughs> so when I was younger, I want to say I was probably, I, I, I was two. So I have memories from when I was two. And my mom didn't believe me at first. She's like, I don't know, Mark, when you're two, like, your your mind's not fully developed like you're not going to remember and then i was like oh yeah well uh remember that townhouse that we lived in there there was a green box in uh on the street where all the kids gathered and i used to stare up at a townhouse oh, window oh i miss those days and i used to stare up at a townhouse window and the curtains were blowing out and it always used to creep me out because during this time the kids in the neighborhood uh would say that my father went into a haunted house and talked to ghosts and so I'd like, I, I didn't know how accurate it was, but for me to hear this, I was like, wow, I was blown away. And then I was like, okay, well, what was the address that we lived at mom? And so she told me the address. I went into uh, Google street view and then I showed her, I'm like, there's the green box. And then I just scrolled over on the street view and I was like, and there's that town I was window that I was describing. She was like, 
oh my god like she was blown away like what? oh that's pretty cool okay <laughs> so i was like so i know what i'm saying i mean when it came down to my dad talking to spirits that may not necessarily be true yeah but uh that's kind of what kind of fueled my interest in the paranormal so you'll see on the tattoo on my bicep i have a graveyard with my dad's initials oh, okay cool and on the underarm i have a haunted house yes and then with having my dad having spoken to a ghost on the tricep, I have a ghost in front of the moon. Nice. So also my the, the elbow that you've got with all the spider webs, just lay that on the table for me. Lay the, the whole arm on the table, but kind of like this, but like this. And I can't see your arm. It's just it's all one now. See what I'm saying? It's like camouflage with our <laughs> tablecloth. I love. I'm honestly, I love because you've got it's Halloween style tattoos. It's yeah. very. It's got the, even the style of artwork where it's kind of. Um, uh, crosshatch meets with, with that little flare like girls yeah. do with their eyebrow like that kind of you know what I mean it's kind of like a cursive flare they say yeah. with a crosshatch that's that, that gives it the um, nightmare before Christmas kind of look to it and all that kind of yeah. stuff I love that it's very very cool but I love that you have a story for your tattoos yeah. so many people I go to I'm like hey oh that's really cool what's you know and they're just like yeah I got really stoned on cocaine and then I uh, had sex with some hookers and then we went and got tattoos <laughs> that's the worst story you know so it's nice that you actually have like a well this is you know related to my dad and this is related to the fact that you're super in touch with the par paranormal stuff. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. To be in touch with paranormal stuff, like you can't be you can't be stupid. Like stu People that aren't like uh, super... Uh, that's debatable. Not like a lot, lot of people are all just like automatically jumping, oh, that was a ghost. No, it wasn't. You're an idiot. I, I know, but I think <laughs> that the people that, 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 that can be... You can have a conversation with other people and like, oh, you know, other, you're, you're selling other people. Like when you tell them your story, they're like, I get that. That's crazy. You know what I mean? That takes a, a certain level. Anybody can be like, it was a ghost. People are like, oh, okay, whatever you say, Mark. You know what I mean? But you have to the, take a more uh, intelligent approach to it. We got to tell the whole story from beginning to end and how it didn't make sense in your little human mind. And that's what separates the men from the boys with those stories right there. You really got to get into the details where you're like, wow. So you did the research and it was real? You're like, yeah, it was fucking real. Yeah, the kid died in 1956. It was crazy. It was fucking crazy. I didn't believe it either. I was like, look, I called my mom. I called my sister. I called my grandparents. I called my dad. And they're all just like, you're fucking crazy. You need to stop smoking all that weed. And you're just like, <laughs> anyways. All right, everybody. So we are going to wrap up this episode. Oh, my good God. A happy Halloween to all y'all. I am so excited for Halloween. Very excited for Halloween. So we talked about horror movies, ghosts, personal experiences, music, movies, games. We talked about everything. Next up, on the next episode, we're probably going to talk about conspiracy theories. Because there's a lot of juice oh, no. that we can talk about. You're and gonna might have to we're going to have to cut half of what we talk about for me. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Take care. I'm Mark. I'm Alex. This is The Shop Pod. Good night.